Welcome, family. Welcome to today's Bible study. I'm Fernando, your host. Let's go ahead and open this meeting with a prayer called the Set Aside Prayer. It says, Lord, help me to set aside everything I think I know about you. Set aside everything I think I know about myself, everything I think I know about others, and everything I think I know about the Bible, so that I may have an open mind and a brand new experience with you, Lord, and, a, and in myself, and a new experience with my fellow man, and a new experience with my Bible and Revelations. A much-needed experience, Lord, in my heart. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. I love you guys. Thank you for showing up. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Just your wanting to get information on spiritual matters just raises my heart. It rejoices that God made us all alike. You know, with spiritual needs, that only Jesus can fulfill that. So today's Saturday. I like to take the time to read some of the books I haven't been able to read during the week because we got so much on the plate. Okay, the first book I'm gonna uh, enjoy reading for today is God Calling by A. J. Russell. A beautiful. If you can hear Jesus, he's speaking to two. Late, wonderful ladies that are waiting for him with pen and pencil. I think the, the setting was 1932. And the story goes that the ladies were uh, poverty stricken. So they, they prayed, these widows, they prayed and they waited for Jesus to give them a memo for the day. And this is what happened on March 13, uh, about 80, 90 years ago. It says right here. Wait for me, gently breathing in my spirit. That spirit which is given a free entrance and not barred out by self will enable you to do the same works as I did, which being interpreted is, will enable me to do the same works, even greater than I did when I was here on earth. And even greater than I did when on earth, through you, I'll be doing those work. <clears throat> Spiritualism is wrong. No man should ever be a medium for any spirit other than mine. All you should know, all it is well for you to know of my spirit kingdom. I will tell you when and how I see best. The limit is set by your own spiritual development. Follow my injunctions in all things. Peace, peace, peace. Okay, let me read that again. I think I chopped it up a little bit. The Lord Jesus says, Wait for me, gently breathing in my spirit. That spirit which, if given a free entrance and not barred out by self, will enable you to do the same works as I did. Which, being interpreted, is, will enable me to do the same works even greater works than I did when on earth through you. Amen. All you should know, all it is well for you to know of my spirit kingdom. 
I will tell you when and how I see best. The limit is set by your own spiritual development. Follow my injunctions in all things. Peace, peace, peace. Okay, I'm going to read yesterday's and just keep going till I realize that I read too much. <laughs> Yesterday is called simplicity. Simplicity is the keynote of my kingdom. Choose simple things always. Love and reverence the humble and the simple. Have only simple things here. Your standard must never be the world's standard. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful reading. Okay, our next reading uh, for March 11 is Draw mercy, draw beauty from every flower and joy from the songs of the birds. Wow. And the colors of the flowers. I am with you. When I wanted to express a beautiful thought, I made a lovely flower. When I wanted to express to man what I am, what my father is, I strive to make a very beautiful character. Think of yourself as my expression of attributes. As a lovely flower is my expression of thought, and you will strive in all. In spiritual beauty, in thought, power, in health, in clothing, to be as fit an expression for me as you can. Absorb beauty as soon as the beauty of a flower or a tree is impressed upon your soul. It leaves an image there which reflects through your actions. Remember that no thought of sin and suffering of the approaching scorn and crucifixion ever prevented me my seeing the beauty of the flowers. Look for beauty and joy in the world around you. Look at a flower until its beauty becomes part of your very soul. It will be given back to the world again by you in the form of a smile or a loving world. A loving word. Listen to a bird. Take the song as a message from my Father. Let it sink into your soul. That too will be given back to the world in ways I have said. Laugh more, laugh often, love more. I am with you. I am your Lord. Wonderful, wonderful words of life. March 10th. You have to hush the heart and bid all your senses to be still before you can attune to receive heaven's music. Your five senses are your means of communication with the material world. The links between your real spirit life and the material manifestations around you, but you must server all connections with them. When you wish to hold spirit communication, they will hinder, not help. See the good in everybody. Love the good in them. See your unworthiness compared with their worth. Love, laugh, make the world, your little world, happy. As the ripples caused by a flung stone steer the surface of a whole pond, so your joy-making shall spread in every widening circles beyond all your knowledge, all anticipation, 
joy in me, such joy is eternal. Centuries after, it is still bearing joy, precious fruit. <clears throat> March 9th. Nothing is small to God in his sight. A sparrow is of greater value than a palace. One kindly word of more importance than a statesman's speech. It is the life and all that has value and the quality of the life that determines the value. I came to give eternal life, saith the Lord Jesus. Okay, just a few more. March 8, heaven life. The joy of the spring shall be yours in full measure. Revel in the earth's joy. Do not think that nature is weary too of her long months of travail. There will come back a wonderful joy if you share in her joy now. Right now, share in the joy. Nature is the embodied spirit of my thoughts of beauty for this world. Treat her as such as truly my servant and messenger, as any saint who has ever lived. To realize this will bring you a new life joy. Share her joys and travails, and her great blessings will be yours. This is all important, because it is not only believing certain things about me that helps me heal, but knowing me, sensing my presence in a flower, my message and its beauty and perfume. You can truly live a life, not of earth, a heaven life, here and now. Joy, joy, joy. Two more, a couple more. March 7, surprises. Many there are who think that I test and train and bend to my will. I who obeyed the disciples to take up the cross, I love to prepare a feast for them by the lakeside. A little glad surprise, not a necessity, as the feeding of the multitude may have seemed. I love to give the wine gift at the marriage feast. As you love to plan surprises for those who understand and enjoy in them, so with me. I love to plan them for those who see my love and tender joy in them. Dear to the heart of my Father are those who see not only my tears, the tears of a Savior, but the smile, the joy smile of a friend. Beautiful, beautiful. One more reading, March 6th. Work with me, with me, through me. All work to last must be done in my spirit. How silent my spirit works. How gently and gradually souls are led into my kingdom. Love and laughter form the plow that prepares the ground for the seed. Love and laughter. Remember this, if the ground is hard, seed will not grow there. Prepare the ground. Prepare it as I say. Again, work for me. With me, through me, all work to last must be done in my spirit. How silently my spirit works. How gently and gradually souls are led into my kingdom. Love and laughter form the plow that prepares the ground for the seed. Love and laughter. Remember this. If the ground is hard, seed will not grow there. 
Prepare the ground. Prepare it, I say. John chapter 12, verses 37 and beyond, 37 to 50. I apologize if I've been saying Matthew 12. I'll have to go over there and check it out why I keep saying Matthew 12. But we're reading right now from John chapter 12, verses 37 to 50. And I'll be commenting in there. Okay, let me go back and read 23 to 25 and see what I miss here on uh, chapter 12. It says, Jesus replied, Now the time has come for the Son of Man to enter into his glory. I tell you the truth, unless a kernel of wheat is planted in the soil and dies, it remains alone, but its death will produce many new kernels, a plentiful harvest of new lives. This... Those who love their lives in this world will lose it, and those who care nothing for their lives in this world will keep it for eternity. Interesting passages. I looked it up in Spanish and other translations, and for years I've been studying this passage. Um, so, you know, it means for us we'll be going to hell if we don't uh, accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. I'm glad we did. I'm glad we have. And we need to be lit up and ready when God sends other souls for us to uh, encourage in the way. I like the word again that says glory, glory, because we we enter into his glory. We We are right behind him. So... We say glory to our bodies in the morning. We say glory to the temple of God this morning. You know, there are millions and millions, if not millions, of Christians, I want to say billions, that are praying for the body of Christ. And that means they're praying for us. So we help their prayers when we say glory to this body, glory when we look at ourselves, every time you see yourself in the mirror, you say, the glory of God be upon you. Shine through with the glory of God. Make a command, make a declaration. Glory, glory, glory. 
And you can say, holy, holy, holy. These words feel good to the soul because they're true and they're backed up by prayers of the body of Christ. If you bless yourself, you'll be blessing the body of Christ too. When we bless ourselves. Okay, the Recovery Bible says for those verses, instead of giving a king's acceptance speech, Jesus explained why he would have to die. He said, in effect. I don't know why it says king's acceptance speech. In other words, instead of, uh, yeah, declaring, uh, I'm the creator of the earth and I'm going to die and give. He humbly says, I must die so that I can bring new life to you. If you want this new life, then turn away from your current way of living. This message can be hard for us to accept, just as it was for the Jews of Jesus' day. But in order to move through recovery from addiction to freedom, from brokenness to healing, from guilt to forgiveness, or from isolation to intimacy, we must accept it. No longer can we embrace our lives of escapism and denial. We must honestly embrace the painful realities of our lives and patiently allow God's love to make us whole. Amen and amen. And now the reading of verses 12, 37, excuse me, to 50 from John. But despite of all the miraculous signs Jesus has done, most of the people still did not believe in him. This is exactly what Isaiah the prophet had predicted. Lord, who has believed our message? To whom has the Lord revealed his powerful arm? But the people couldn't believe, for as Isaiah also said, the Lord has blinded their eyes and hardened their hearts so that their eyes cannot see and their hearts cannot understand, and they cannot turn to me and have me heal them. Isaiah was referring to Jesus when he said this because he saw the future and spoke of the Messiah's glory. Many people did believe in him, however, including some of the Jewish leaders, but they wouldn't admit it for fear that the Pharisees would expel them from the synagogue, for they love human praise more than the praise of God. Praise. Okay, there's a commentary. The commentary says, Many of the Jewish leaders believed in Jesus, but their faith was rendered ineffective by fear and isolation. They were more concerned about what their peers thought of them than about God's thought. This weak faith will never take us far in recovery. If we want real progress in recovery, we need to share our belief in God with at least one other person. When we tell others about our belief and the changes in our lives, we are inviting them to hold us accountable. Accountability for our intentions, attitudes, and actions is a necessary part of recovery. Making others a significant part of our lives is crucial for the recovery process and our growth. We cannot do it alone.
Wow, very good, very good. I love that. Thank you, Jesus, for explaining that. Okay, moving right along. Let's finish this up. Jesus shouted to the crowds, verse 44, If you trust me, you are trusting not only me, but also God who sent me. For when you see me, you are seeing the one who sent me. I have come as a light to shine in this dark world so that all who put their trust in me will no longer remain in the dark. I will not judge those who hear me, but don't obey me. For I have come to save the world and not to judge it. But all who reject me and my message will be judged on the day of judgment by the truth I have spoken. I don't speak on my own authority. The Father who sent me has commanded me what to say and how to say it. And I know his commands lead to eternal life. So I say whatever the Father tells me to say. Amen. Note, Fernando here speaking. Um, his command, I know his command leads to eternal life. You know, if you really think about it, all failure, the reason it fails is because we're uh, the actions of failure is telling us uh, the judgment about the situation, and it compels us to seek the truth. What is fair? Or you say, what is fair? What's the analysis? What did I learn from this? And then ultimately, the same thing when we are uh, presented to accept Jesus Christ down on the cross for our, for our sins in exchange. You know, we're presented with something that's very, uh, the only way we believe it is by an unction of the Holy Spirit inside our hearts. It's compelling us to choose that. We know in our hearts is the right thing to do. And, if, okay, if we back off by, by laziness, by pride, by fear, by what other people will think, what, by, you know, by not, by... By denying that little uh, hunch, that's where people get in trouble. They're denying the Holy Spirit. That's why Jesus said, you know, every sin will be forgiven except denial of the Holy Spirit. Because, you know, you deny the, the truth. You'll be judged at the end of uh, time and it'll be thrown into hell because you did not believe the Holy Spirit. Which, when Jesus died on the cross, he went to heaven and the Father sent the Holy Spirit like a microwave. He microwave the whole earth. We're at the moment inside a microwave. And the Holy Spirit is speaking to every individual in the world. You know, he's, he's urging them to, to, to surrender to the truth. Leading them to the truth through problems. Through their own way and not working. Bumping their heads here and there. Uh, looking for God through drugs and alcohol, sex, rock and roll, hot cars, and everything. That zeal for the wrong things, and they don't satisfy. Only the drinking of the water of Jesus Christ satisfies. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for today's Bible study. Thank you for bringing the glory of Jesus home to our hearts, Lord. Thank you for giving us the wise instructions, the teachings, uh, the corrections, Lord, the reproofs that we need. Lord, some of us need hard reproofs, Lord, of discipline. 
And some of us only need uh, explanations, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help us to learn with explanations, Lord. But if not, give it to us, Lord. Give us the business, Lord, as a father would give their unruly child, Lord. For our soul's sake, Lord, we pray in Jesus' mighty, mighty name. Amen and amen. Have a great day. God's blessings. Greetings. Welcome to today's reading. I'll be reading the book of John, chapter 12, and commenting as we go along. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for today's wisdom, today's opportunity to live abundantly in your creation. We hope and pray that your presence will be with us as we read your scripture. We pray that you will come alive, Lord God, in the words. Lord, we ask you to be in the words and be in our hearts and our minds. And use me, Lord, to speak your instructions, your words, your reproofs, your corrections, your love. All things are possible with you, Lord. Speak through me like we pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. In chapter 12 of John, I'm reading to you with from the New Living Translation, the Recovery Bible, by the way. If any of us having trouble with uh, pornography, gambling, addictions of eating, Addiction of talking, addiction of worrying too much, alcohol, drugs, these things cover everything. Amen. Okay. So I apologize if I throw you off with those hard statements, but we are in recovery, all of us, and we're watching one another, keeping our eyes peeled where we can be of help. Knowing where there's help, is knowing where there's life for others. Knowing where other people can get help. Alanon, Alatine, send your children to Alatine, please. Pay them to go to Alatine. You know, these pay your spouse to go to 12 step programs. <laughs> okay, chapter 12. Jesus anointed at Bethany. From the Life Recovery Bible, New Living Testament. Six days before the Passover celebration began, Jesus arrived in Bethany, the home of Lazarus, the man he had raised from the dead. A dinner was prepared in Jesus' name. Martha served, and Lazarus was among those who ate with him. Then Mary took a 12-ounce jar of expensive perfume made from essence of nard and she anointed Jesus' feet with it, wiping his feet with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance. But Judas Iscariot, the disciple who would soon betray him, said, That perfume was worth a year's wages. It should have been sold and the money given to the poor. Not that he cared for the poor. He was a thief, and since he was in charge of the disciples' money, he often stole some for himself. Jesus replied, Leave her alone. She did this in preparation for my burial. You will always have the poor among you, but you will not always have me. 
When all the people heard of Jesus' arrival, they flocked to see him and also to see Lazarus, the man Jesus had raised from his from the dead. Then the leading priest decided to kill Lazarus too. Why not? For it was because of him that many of the people had deserted them and believed in Jesus. Okay, let's make a comment right there. Um, I had a comment for, that was of interest. Okay, another thing that we have is greed. Remember how I mentioned all, all our um, addictions? Greed, selfishness masquerading see the problem with greed is is that it's it's not uh what should i say I, I like to say that it is 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 wrongly used you know for maybe for intelligence and perseverance and wisdom but we should rely on god i guess that's what i'm trying to say you know for our daily needs so that kind of gets kind of tough you know because we 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 do want to stockpile and have for rainy days, but then at the same time, God tells us to to rely on Him every day for it, uh, and we don't know. A lot of us just don't know how to do that. When I do concentrate on that, and I haven't had lunch three o'clock in the afternoon, and and I'm I'm having joyful songs, I'll get a call from someone, and they'll say, "Are you home?" And I say, "Yes, I am." That's all I have to say. I know lunch is coming. And they'll say, oh, I ordered a man to bring you a pizza. Or they'll say, we were at, we were at Sam's and I, I, we bought an extra chicken. She thought if you like one, they're really beautiful and big. Boy, I tore into that chicken. All right. Um, the recovery Bible says, uh, Mary's faith in Jesus is a testimony to us all. Scripture records that she knelt in humble feet, faith in Jesus' feet three times. She sat at Jesus' feet listening to his every word, Luke 10.39. She fell at his feet crying and seeking comfort, John 11.32. And here she knelt to anoint his feet with expensive perfume. Jesus was first in her heart. And she surrendered herself to him. The decision to surrender all we are we are and have to God is a crucial step in the recovery process. When we do, God will help us with our problems. Amen. The decision to surrender all we are and have all we are and have to God is a crucial step in the recovery process. When we do, God will help us with our problems. There you go. In verses 12 through 19 of this verse, uh, let me come back to that. I haven't read that yet. Okay, uh, verse 12. The next day, the news that Jesus was on the way to Jerusalem swept through the city. A large crowd of Passover visitors took palm branches and went down the road to meet Jesus. They shouted, Praise God! Blessings are the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hail to the King of Israel! Blessings to the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hail to the King of Israel! 
Jesus found a young donkey and rode on it, fulfilling the prophecy that said, Don't be afraid, people of Jerusalem. Look, your king is coming, riding on a donkey's coat. His disciples didn't understand at that time that this was a fulfillment of prophecy. But after Jesus entered into his glory, they remembered what had happened and realized that these things had been written about him. Many in the crowd had seen Jesus call Lazarus from the tomb, raising him from the dead, and they were telling others about it. That was the reason so many went out to meet him, because they had heard about this miraculous sign. Then the Pharisees said to each other, There's nothing we can do. Look, everyone has gone after him. Jesus predicts his death. Some Greeks who had come to Jerusalem for the Passover celebration paid a visit to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, and they said, Sir, we want to meet Jesus. Philip excitedly told Andrew about it, and they went together to ask Jesus. Jesus replied, Now the time has come for the Son of Man to enter into his glory. I tell you the truth, unless a kernel of wheat is planted in the soil and dies, it remains alone. But its death will produce many new kernels, a plentiful harvest of new lives. Those who love their lives in this world will lose it, and those who care nothing for their life in this world will keep it for eternity. Anyone who wants to serve me must follow me because my servant must be where I am, and the Father will honor anyone who serves me. Okay, let's stop right there. A couple of things. It's the same kind of devotion that Mary had for Jesus. Um, And that's regarded as step three, when we turn our will and our lives over to care of God. It says right here, that's a crucial step. The decision to surrender all, we are and have to God. And the second point I want to make here is that Jesus says, anyone who wants to serve me must follow me because my servant must be where I am. So where is Jesus? Jesus is in his glory. He entered into his glory. That's what he's talking about. And the Father will honor anyone who serves me. Any of us that are in the kingdom of God have entered into his glory. All we have to say is restore, Lord. Restore the glory from the foundations of the earth. Restore anything that restore my health. Restore my finances. Restore my wisdom. Restore my understanding. Restore my gold. Restore my silver. Restore my children. Or you can say glory. Glory to God. Glory. Keep saying glory. Restore the glory, Lord. And the glory is shalom. Nothing missing. Nothing broken. And the Father will honor anyone who serves me. Okay? We get a reward and a compensation for turning our lives and our will over to God. And another thing, this is the other point I forgot to say. When Judas said back there, when he said uh, the money could have been given to the poor, 
Okay, so they had a treasure. You heard this before. And it was a custom for them to give money to the poor. When you, when we give money to the poor, uh, God says, uh, well, we have treasures in heaven for one, and we could get recompensated here on earth for being merciful, being like our Father. Okay, continuing on. Verse 27. Now my soul is deeply troubled, says Jesus. Should I pray, Father, save me from the hour? You know, I'm going to turn this off. I'll be right back. Hi, welcome to today's podcast, All the Way Live, Saturday morning. We do as our custom is, our tradition. We look at First John, the book of John, on the, on the YouTube, and we follow along with our Bible, and we stop the movie and look up passages, and we have a lot of fun. Because we have all these um, utilities. My wife, she runs into Google and finds commentaries that are really pertinent to the to opening. Like, for instance, we're talking about uh, Jesus uh, chapter 7, 37 says, On the last day of the climax of the festival, Jesus stood and shouted to the crowds, Anyone who is thirsty may come to me. Anyone who believes in me may come and drink. For the scripture declares, rivers of living water will flow from his heart. When he said living water, he was speaking of the Spirit who would be given to everyone believing in him. But the Spirit had not yet been given because Jesus had not been entered into glory. My point is, as I asked her, I said, where is it in the Old Testament does it say that the living water will be uh, come forth? And what did you say, honey? Where is it again? Um, well, I, I just think Isaiah 55, 1 talked about it doesn't say water there right it says it's an invitation for thirst invitation oh. it's, it's called an invitation it's idea 55 1 um and it says come all you who are thirsty come to the waters and and you who have no money come buy and eat come buy wine and milk without money and without cost why spend money on what is not bread and your labor on what does not satisfy but it doesn't say to ask it says, come. They're presuming yeah. it's, that yes. you're asking. It's right? like an, it's what we call an invitation. Oh, to, an invitation. To drink okay. from so, the Okay, we got an invitation. Uh, would mm-hmm. you please read this margin right here? Sure. On it? Let's see. It says uh, in seven commentary 7, 37 to 39, Jesus is a living water who satisfies our spiritual thirst. When we believe in him, he gives us his spirit. The Holy Spirit becomes an inexhaustible river of living water welling up in us and f- flowing through us. The indwelling and internal Holy Spirit goes with us wherever we go and can quench even our strongest spiritual thirst and meet our deepest needs. Having this water on tap is the key to resisting the temptation of alcohol, food, sex, work, a codependent relationship, or any other compulsion. That was from the um, Recovery Bible. Kudos to that. Uh, you know, the reason I had that, because uh, in First John, it says that the, uh, the water, it mentions the water too. It says the water, that Jesus was baptized in the water, and it says that the water is a witness. Mm, it says yes. the blood is a witness, and the Holy Spirit is a witness that Jesus is the Savior of the world. So once we ask him, uh, it, we're not settled in our hearts for the rest of our lives. Once he comes in, 
um, if we're not getting enough water, I get panicky. When right. I get enough water, which is uh, having a, mm -hmm. a neat Bible study, mm -hmm. I'm happy, joyous, and free, and the addiction is not here. So it's kind of like a good thing. Uh, for one, I am loved, and the Father's not going to leave me alone till I satisfy that quench. You know, I may try to put football in there, friendships, or something else, but there's nothing like the uh, uh, getting approval from the Heavenly Father that you've done a good uh, study. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord God, that you are our creator. You've given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. And your Holy Spirit is the one that overflows with joy and laughter. Thank you for the love you give us today through your word and the reading of your word. Seal it in our hearts, Lord, that we may know you all the days of our life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. A little. This is kind of a good. It, I found this. It's uh, from. It's called Biblical Hermantics. Herman, no, I'm still recording. It's dot stackexchange dot com. What is it? Her Heran I can't even pronounce it. It's um. H e r m e n e u t i c s dot Stack, S-T-A-C-K-E, exchange.com. So stackexchange.com. So anybody, it tells you like, you know, when you search in here, it gives you a lot of scriptures to cross-reference. Yeah, give me an example, and, a different one. Um, let's see. I don't know, I can't tell you. Just, it's a good read. Okay, that's where you yeah, got the commentary. That's where I got the commentary about... All right, guys, I love you very much. Remember, uh, Wikipedia says that five estimated... No, uh, it's uh, Guinea's World Records has estimated five billion sales of books and Bibles have gone out through uh, since the old... You know, the, this is what they estimated, five billion. The, the one that comes closest to is Harry Potter, the world... In their magicians, there there are five hundred million, and then you have uh, I know I think uh, Muhammad is at eight hundred million, and the Harry Potter and uh, Mormons at one hundred twenty million, and so forth and so on. So hey, we're way ahead of the game, hands down. God bless you guys. I right now have we have three or four Bibles here opened up in addition to our pads. <laughs> Take care. In today's study, April the 1st, we read uh, Deuteronomy 18, 1 through 8 to begin with. Actually, we're going to read all the way to 2020, but the study is concentrating on the area of the priests and Levites served in similar ways as our ministers do today. Their responsible included, in, one, teaching the people about God's ways, two, setting an example of godly living, Three, caring for the sanctuary and its workers. And four, distribution of the offerings. Because priests and Levites could not own property or pursue outside business interests, God made special arrangements so that the priests and Levites would have what they needed. It is important that we honor and provide for the men and women who has brought, who God has brought to lead us. 
That might mean respecting the boundaries between their profession and personal lives, or it might mean offering them help in some area that you are especially skilled in, food, finances, or repairs, for example, or it could simply be asking about their family, their worries, and their outside interests. As you look at your own leaders in light of God's Word, how could you honor those God has given you? Deuteronomy 18, verse 1. Remember the Levite, Levitical priest, that is the whole of the tribe of Levi, we receive no allotment of land among the other tribes in Israel. Instead, the priests and Levites will eat from the special gifts given to the Lord. For that is their share. They will have no land of their own among the Israelites. The Lord himself is their special possession, just as he promised them. These are the parts of the priests may claim as their share from the cattle, sheep, and goats that the people bring as offering the shoulder, the cheeks, and the stomach. You must also give to the priest the first share of the grain, the new wine, the olive oil, and the wool at sharing time. For the Lord God, who chose the tribe of Levi out of all your tribes to minister in the Lord's name forever. Suppose a Levi chooses to move from his town in Israel, whether he is living to the place the Lord chooses for worship. He may minister there in the name of the Lord his God, just like all his fellows, Levites, who are serving the Lord there. He may eat his share of the sacrifices and offerings, even if he also receives support from his family. When you enter the land the Lord your God has given you, be very careful not to imitate the detestable customs of the nations living there. For example, never sacrifice your son or daughter as a burnt offering, and do not let your people practice fortune-telling, or use sorcery, or interpret omens, or engage in witchcraft, or cast spells, or function as mediums, or physics, psychics, or call forth the spirit of the dead. Anyone who does these things is detestable to the Lord. It is because other nations have done these detestable things that the Lord your God will drive them out ahead of you. But you must be blameless before the Lord your God. The nations you are about to displace consult sorcerers and fortune tellers, but the Lord your God forbids you to do such things. Moses continued, The Lord your God will raise you up, for you a prophet like me from among your fellow Israelites. You must listen to him. For this is what you yourself requested of the Lord God, your God, when you were assembled at Mount Sinai. You said, Don't let us hear the voice of the Lord our God anymore, or see this blazing fire, or we will die. Then the Lord said to me, what they have said is right. I will raise up a prophet like you from among their fellow Israelites. I will put my words in his mouth, and he will tell the people everything I command him. I will personally deal with anyone who will not listen to the messages the prophet proclaims on my behalf. But any prophet who falsely claims to speak in my name or who speaks in the name of another god must die. But you may wonder, how will we know whether or not a prophecy is from the Lord? If the prophet speaks in the Lord's name, but his prediction does not happen or come true, you will know that the Lord did not give that message. That prophet 
has spoken without my authority and need not be feared. 19 verse 1. When the Lord your God destroys the nations whose lands he has given you, you will take over their land and settle in their towns and homes. Then you must set apart three cities of refuge in the land the Lord your God is giving you. Survey the territory and divide the land the Lord your God is giving you into three districts, which with one of these cities in each district. Then anyone who has killed someone can flee to one of the cities of refuge for safety. If someone kills another person unintentionally without previous hostility, the slayer may flee to any of these cities to live in safe safety. For example, suppose someone goes into the forest with a neighbor to cut wood. And suppose one of them swings an axe to chop down a tree and the axe flies off the handle, killing the other person. Caramba! In such cases, the slayer may flee to one of the cities of refuge to live in safety. If the distance of the nearest city of refuge is too far, an enraged avenger might be able to chase down and kill the person who caused the death. Then the slayer would die unfairly since he had never shown hostility towards the person who died. That is why I am commanding you to set aside three cities of refuge. And if the Lord your God enlarges your territory as he soared to your ancestors and gives you all the land he promised them, you must designate three additional cities of refuge. He will give you this land if you are careful to obey all the commands he has given you. If you always love the Lord your God and walk in his ways, that way you will prevent the death of innocent people in the land the Lord your God has given you as your special possession. You will not be held responsible for the death of innocent people. <clears throat> but suppose someone is hostile toward a neighbor and deliberately ambushes and murders him and then flees to one of the cities of refuge. In that case, the elder of the murderer's hometown must send agents to the city of refuge to bring him back and hand him over to the, to the dead person's adventure to be put to death. Do not feel sorry for the murderer. Purge from Israel the guilt of murdering innocent people. Then all will go well with you. When you arrive in the land the Lord your God has given you as your special possession, you must never steal anyone's land by moving the boundary markers your ancestors set up to mark their property. You must not convict anyone of a crime on the testimony of only one witness. The fact of the case must be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. If a malicious witness comes forward and accuses someone of a crime, then both the accuser and accused must appear before the Lord by coming to the priests and judges in office. At that time, the judges must investigate the case thoroughly. If the accuser has brought false charges against his fellow Israelites, you must impose on the accused the sentence he intended for the other person. In this way, you will purge such evil from among you. Then the rest of the people will hear about it and be afraid to do such an evil thing. You must show no pity for the guilty. Your rule should be life for life, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot. 20 verse 1. 
When you go out to fight your enemies and you face horses and chariots and an army greater than your own, do not be afraid. The Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt is with you. When you prepare for battle, the priest must come forward to speak to the troops. He will say to them, Listen to me, all you men of Israel. Do not be afraid as you go out to fight your enemies today. Do not lose heart or panic or tremble before them. For the Lord your God is going with you. He will fight for you against your enemies, and he will give you victory. Then the officers of the army must address the troops and say, Has anyone here just built a new house but not yet dedicated it? If so, you may go home. You might be killed in the battle, and someone else will dedicate your house. Has anyone here just planted a vineyard but not yet eaten any of its fruit? If so, you may go home. You might die in battle, and someone else will eat the first fruit. Has anyone here just become engaged to a woman but not yet married her? Well, you may go home and get married. You might die in the battle, and someone else will marry her. Woo-hoo! Then the officer will also say, Is anyone here afraid or worried? If you are, you may go home before you frighten anyone else. When the officers have finished speaking to their troops, they will appoint unit They will appoint the unit commanders. As you approach a town to attack it, you must first offer its people terms of peace. If they accept your terms and open the gates to you, then all the people inside will serve you in forced labor. But if they refuse to make peace and prepare to fight, you must attack the town. When the Lord your God hands the town over to you as your swords to kill every man in the town, use your sword. But you may keep for yourself all the women, children, livestock, and other plunder. You may enjoy the plunder from your enemies that the Lord your God has given you. But these instructions apply only to distant towns, not to the towns of the nations in the land you will enter. In those towns that the Lord your God is giving you as a special possession, destroy every living thing. You must completely destroy the Hittites, Amorites, Canaanites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites, just as the Lord your God has commanded you. This will prevent the people of the land from teaching you to imitate their detestable customs. In the worship of the other gods, which would cause you to sin deeply against the Lord your God. When you are attacking a town and the war drags on, you must not cut down the trees with your axes. You must eat the fruit, but do not cut down the trees. Are the trees your enemies that you should attack them? You may not only cut down trees that you know are not valuable for food. Use them to make the equipment you need to attack the enemy town until it fails. Interesting. Most asked question. Who was the prophet that Moses predicted? Jesus. Jesus was the prophet that Moses predicted in Deuteronomy 18.15. As a prophet, Jesus preached God's word and performed miracles like the Old Testament prophets did. When Jesus raised the widow's son, the people cried out, A mighty prophet has risen among us. Luke 7.16 Hang on, let me pause for a minute. Okay, Jesus was the prophet that Moses predicted in Deuteronomy 18.15. As a prophet, Jesus preached God's word and performed miracles like the Old 
Testament prophets did. When Jesus raised the widow's son, the people cried out, A mighty prophet has risen among us. Luke 7.16 The disciples on the Emmaus road identified him as a prophet who did powerful miracles and he was a mighty teacher. Luke 24.19 Awesome. Like other prophets, Jesus suffered for his testimony. 1 Kings 19.1-18 and Jeremiah 18.18 while the people linked Jesus' prophetic status to his miracles and teachings, Jesus connected especially to his suffering. At Nazareth, he affirmed that no prophet is accepted in his hometown, Luke 4.24. And he later accused Israel of murdering his prophets, Luke 11.47-49. As he journeyed to Jerusalem, he exclaimed, It wouldn't do for a prophet of God to be killed except in Jerusalem. Luke 13.33 In the Old Testament, when just as the revelation that Jesus is the Messiah confirms that He is the Savior for all people, so His role as a prophet confirms that His message comes from God and His words are the authentic Word of God, which must be heard and obeyed. Amen. Today's reading is from Matthew 4, verses 12 to 25. When Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he left Judea and returned to Galilee. He went first to Nazareth, then left there and moved to Capernaum, besides the Sea of Galilee, in the region of Zebulun, of Naphtali. This fulfilled what God said through the prophet Isaiah. In the land of Zebulun and of Naphtali, besides the sea beyond the Jordan River and Galilee, where so many Gentiles live, the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And for those who live in the land where death casts a shadow, a light has shined. A light has shined. From then on, Jesus began to preach. Repent of your sins and turn to God, for the kingdom of heaven is near. One day, as Jesus was walking along the shores of the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, also called Peter and Andrew, throwing a net into the water, for they fished for a living. Jesus called to them, Come, follow me, and I will show you how to fish for people. And they left their nets at once and followed him. A little farther up the shore, he saw two other brothers, James and John, sitting in a boat with their father Zebedee, repairing their nets, and he called to them to come <clears> to. <throat> they immediately follow him, leaving the boat and their father behind. Jesus traveled throughout the region of Galilee, teaching in the synagogues and announcing the good news about the kingdom, and he healed every kind of disease and illness. News about him spread as far as Syrah, and the people soon began to bring him all who were sick, and whatever their sickness or disease, or if they were demon-possessed or epileptic or paralyzed, he healed them. All large crowds follow him wherever he went. People from Galilee, the ten towns of Jerusalem, from all over Judea, and from east of the Jordan. Today's study focuses on verses 17, 23, and 24. 
Okay, and it says, Jesus started his ministry with the same message people had heard from John the Baptist. Repent of your sins and turn to God, for the kingdom of heaven is near. Jesus preached the gospel, the good news for everyone who wanted to hear it. The good news is that the kingdom of heaven has come, that God is with us and that he cares for us. God can heal us, not just physically, but spiritually as well. There's no sin or problem too great or too small for him to handle. Jesus' words were good news because they offered freedom, hope, peace of heart, and eternal life with God. Again, Jesus' words were good news because they offered freedom, hope, peace of heart, and eternal life with God. In other words, no more, no more guilt, no more shame. No more despair, but a satisfaction of the soul. The message is the same today as when Jesus and John gave it. Turning to God means turning away from ourselves, our self-centeredness, and independence. It means turning our lives over to God's direction and control. What are you facing you, that you can submit to God's guidance? One of the ways that I do it, that I submit and a lot of you already know, is I thank God for my circumstances. Good, bad, indifferent. I just put it in the incinerator of thank you, God, that I'm a mess up. Thank you, God, that I loused it up. Thank you, God, that I did it. The beauty of this is the acceptance that I did, the admittance. The beauty is, is that I'm acknowledging God that maybe he's trying to get my attention by that problem. So I look up and I acknowledge God. I say, thank you, God. Period. Okay, stop for a moment. Whatever's happening, I thank you for this sickness for it has caused me to, to seek you and fix my spirit first. Align myself with God. So I'm grateful for that. Let's go ahead and take uh, communion at the moment. Let's take up the bread, which is the body of Jesus Christ that died for us. Okay, Jesus died on the cross for us to take away our sins. His body took all the negativity, all the negativity this world can conjure or has, all the guilt, all the shame, all, all, all the, the death, the ugly, the ugliest thing you can think of, he took it. Uh, the arsons, the, the the killings, the hate. He took everything, everything you can think of. Yep, we're not God, folks, and we cannot say what God can take or not not take. We need to be pliable, relaxed. Try it. You'll like it. Let us give thanks unto the Lord that he died on the cross for us, for our sins. He broke his body willingly. Lord, we thank you, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, that you went to the cross willingly and died for our sins. This is the body of Christ, this bread of life. Take the bread. Amen. Then Jesus, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the stripes of your back. Thank you for the cuts, the wedges. 
the lacerations, Lord, on your back. Thank you for the 39 whips that you got whipped in your back. You took our infirmities. You took our sickness and our diseases. You took all our failure, all our shame, Lord, all our disgust. We thank you all our hopelessness, Lord, all our faithless and distrust and unable to believe. You took all that away, Lord. And you gave us new life, new hope, resurrection life. You gave us believing faith, hope, joy, laughter. You gave us strength and power. You gave us success, prosperity, Lord, energy, wisdom, sanctification. Thank you for redeeming us, Lord. Thank you for giving us your right standing with God, your righteousness. We're good to go, Lord. You heal our ears, our minds, and our souls. Thank you, Jesus, for being raised from the dead, and you raised us up too. We shed our old bodies, our snake bodies, hallelujah, in the grave, and we have become new persons in Christ Jesus. Thank you for the blood that was shed for us. He took the cup. Jesus took the cup, and this is, this is my covenant. This blood was shed for you for the remissions of sins. That it may be sealed. God sealed Jesus and Jesus sealed us. And we're sealed and we're stamped with the Holy Spirit of God. We're made brand new creatures in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We are brand new. Thank you for the work of our hands. Establish the work of our hands, Lord. And we take partake of the blood. We go ahead and take the grape juice. the juice of the vine and Jesus said we can't do nothing without him Jesus we dedicate our lives to you we say yes uncle I surrender Lord I say yes uncle I messed up once today I'm thankful that I messed up I am a new creature in Christ Jesus amen amen have a wonderful day God bless you thank you for listening and praying with me morning family Fernando Commando your host last day of the year and what a year we don't have to go over the uh, the negatives we're gonna thank God that we're we're whole wholesome and we have the ability to, to thank our Creator for the existence of of goodness and good things. You know, the scripture says that his loving kindness endures forever. And his loving kindness is evident, evident all around us. In the eyes of a child, the love of a child, the love of an elderly, the love of a grandparent.
fortunes lies beyond the stars Those days in heights you best to climb That's not me. <laughs> I'm right here. Okay, we're going to start our readings for today, our Bible study. December 31st, let's say a prayer. Father, we thank you for this year. We thank you for our lives. We thank you, Lord God, for what we've been through as the nation, as a world. Thank you, Father, for keeping us safe. Thank you for giving us hope and endurance. We love you and we praise you for what we have, Lord. We thank you we can move our feet, our our fingers, our toes, and all the way live, Lord. We just thank you, Father. You create us in your purpose for your glory and your honor, Lord. Thank you for your promises. Okay, we're going to be recording God's promises for your every need. Let's go ahead and open this up for revelation knowledge here. And what do we got here? We got what you can do to help your business. Okay. says the book. Book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have success. Joshua 1 8. Isaiah 48 17 says, Thus says the Lord your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. I am the Lord your God who teaches you to profit, who leads you by the way you should go. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. 3 John 1-2 Now please get this down into your heart and think about it, okay? Let, let the words sink in. This is the Lord God talking. Your Redeemer. Let's go back to Isaiah 48, 17. The Holy One of Israel, the Complete One. The one that, that let's not take for granted the word Redeemer. We were created. We were lost. And now we've been redeemed by the blood of His Son, Jesus Christ. We've been made whole. That's why we're here. That's why you have the Spirit to listen to this, the patience and the love. And I thank you, by the way. I encourage you. We are in the right path, headed the right direction with God's Holy Spirit. The Holy One of Israel says, I am the Lord your God who teaches you to profit. So there you ask God for wisdom to be taught. There's a special way that, that you need to be taught, that all of us individually need to be taught. There's a special way. And only the Father God can uh, has the love and the patience to teach us. To profit, to profit. Say glory unto his teaching, glory unto his his discipline, glory unto his reproof, glory unto his instructions. Let it begin with us, Lord. We are his workmanship, 
who leads us by the way we should go. So he leads us by, by two ways, coincidental or hunches. Okay, hunches. Someone may say something like, I had a, a, a older sister tell me, Fernando, go out and buy yourself a new pickup truck. You can afford it. And I'm thinking, well, I'm sure having a lot of fun fixing my old 20-year-old truck and watching God perform little miracles here and there. You know, it's just me and him out in uh, looking for parts and enjoying my retirement. And uh, buy a brand new pickup truck, which is really nice, huh? It's kind of like uh, your front living room, right? Just enjoy it. Okay, okay, here we go. Let's move on. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. 3 John 1, 2. First of all, we are loved. We are beloved. I am loved. You are loved. You just get that into your heart. Receive it that you are loved by the Father so much we can't even understand how much we're loved. In Zephaniah, it says that he jumps around and he's with his love around us. He's so excited, Jesus Christ, that he loves us so much. I pray that you may prosper in all things. In what? In wisdom, in sanctification, in righteousness, in being redeemed. In restoration, say, restore, Lord. Restore my resources, Lord. Restore. We have to say the word restore according to the Old Testament. The Lord says, no one is saying restore. And we're all, say, restore. Restore, Lord. Restore my health. Restore my wisdom. Restore my talents. Restore, Lord, my, my strength. Just as our soul prospers. So our soul is prospering right now because we're receiving all this information and it feels good. Now let it come out on the outside. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. And in order to prosper in all things, we need the wisdom of God. We have to ask for it, James says. Father, I ask you for more wisdom more talents, more skills, more efficiency, diligence, aptitudes, Lord, for your glory and your honor, Lord God. Amen. Deuteronomy 8.18 says, And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swore to your fathers, as it is this day. Amen. Act as if the power will, will be available. Act as if. Our next scripture is Proverbs 3, 5 to 10. says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your understanding and all your ways acknowledge Him and He shall direct your paths. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It will be held to your flesh and strength to your bones. Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruit of all your increase. So your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. 
Proverbs 3, 5-10. First Chronicles 22:13. Then you will prosper if you take care to fulfill the statutes and judgments with which the Lord charged Moses concerning Israel. Be strong and of good courage. Do not fear nor be dismayed. Amen. You know, to me, to be strong and to not be discouraged is to uh, speak out the promises of God into the air. You know, like mantras, like, you know, get a bunch of scriptures that you love. May the ones I just spoke to you. And then speak them out loud so you can restore them into your life. Download them. And then the Bible says that God goes through the whole world looking to his word to perform it. In other words, he is the, uh, he gives the rain to the word. He gives the ladder and the, and the spring rains, you know. It is his deal. It is his workmanship. Let's comply. Comply to the regulations of seasons. Amen. And then we can dance, 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 huh? Then you will prosper if you take care to fulfill the statutes and judgments with which the Lord charged Moses concerning Israel. Be strong and of good courage. Do not fear, nor be dismayed. So hearken the word hearken is to me it just sounds like the angels are, are saying the words of God and making them come to pass in other words you're going to go this way you got to say what you're going to do you got to declare it and declare the word of God unto your destination we declare it I declare and decree in the name of Jesus Christ that I will prosper and be in hell even as my soul prospers in the word of the Lord amen Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the paths of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bring forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. Psalms 1, 1 to 3. Now I shall come to pass, now it shall come to pass, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God. Okay, let's stop right there. Now it, we activate it, because you know, if we diligently hearken, obey the voice of the Lord your God, to observe carefully all his commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth, and all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you, because you hearken, you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Blessed shall you be in the city, and blessed shall you be in the country. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body, the produce of your ground, and the increase of your herds, the increase of your cattle, and the offspring of your flocks. Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Blessed shall you be when you come in, and blessed shall you be when you go out. 
the Lord will command the blessing on you in your storehouses and in all to which you set your hand. And he will bless you in the land which the Lord your God is giving you. And the Lord will grant you plenty of goods in the fruit of your body, in the increase of your livestock, and in the produce of your ground, in the land of which the Lord swore to your fathers to give you. The Lord will open you his good treasure, the heavens, to give the rain to your land in its season, and to bless all the work of your hand. You shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. And the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. You shall be above only and not beneath. If you heed uh, heed the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today, and are careful to observe them. Deuteronomy 28, 1 through 6, and then 8, 13 to 23. There it is again. He's commanding us to heed. How do we carefully observe, absorb, observe the words of God? By observing them, absorbing them. We absorb them first by saying them, reciting them, carrying them day and night, carrying a piece of paper with us. And then we're careful to observe them grow in us. We start seeing indicators. God starts doing things for us automatically that we couldn't do for ourselves. I uh, I was trying to pull an old radio out of an old truck because I have a 20-year-old pickup truck. And it was raining, and I just happened to be by the pick and pull here in El Monte. I live in Glendora. And I went in there, and all these tough hombres were all in the go, you know, little rain's not going to... It was flooding. <laughs> the rain was coming down so bad, I had to jump in one of those abandoned trucks. But luckily, it was one... Um, like mine, and I started pulling little uh, plastic parts and things that I needed from the dash. My old one was falling apart. And I noticed the radio, and I tried to pull the radio out. I said, well, maybe I couldn't go anywhere. So I said, man, I, can get, I looked at how to get the radio out on YouTube. But it needed nails. It needed wires to stick into the little slot. And I went in the rain in the ground looking for some nails and so forth. I, you know, the water, the rain, and... I'm just thanking God. I said, I looked at the ground. I said, I believe I can find wires and nails that I need to stick into the slot so it'll let go of the radio. Anti-theft type of thing. And sure enough, as soon as I, I focused and looking at them, they showed up. They came out of nowhere. And that's been going on since childhood. And I was, I uh, used to not go to school at Echo Park. And I, and I have nothing to fish with. But I have faith that I'm going to find a line. Not only did I find a line stuck on the bushes there and I pulled it, but it had a hook and it had bait in it. Now you're going to say, Fernando. And then when I needed more hooks, I would do that. I would just focus and, and look at the ground. And I said, I need hooks. And I, and I would just believe and, and just pause for a minute and just focus. And all of a sudden, man, they would come out of nowhere. You know, all of a sudden I noticed a little line. I started putting a little line from the floor and there would be more hooks and more lines tangled in there. Unhook them. 
And then one time I, I caught a carp. Can you imagine? They, they would stock the, uh, the Echo Park Lake. And as a little kid with a little hand, with hand uh, string, stuff I found, caught myself a carp. And uh, somebody, an older man came. I guess he was 20. I must have been about 10 or 9 or something. And he helped me pull it in because the fish was too big for me, too big, too strong. And other guys wanted to trade me two fishes for one. Oh, that poor fish. I don't know if I want to tell you what happened to that poor. I should have threw him back in. I tried to keep him like a goldfish. <laughs> he jumped out in the middle of the night. The next morning, I found him on the floor, crisp as a sardine. And he was pretty big. At least a pound and a half. Okay, enough. Oh, anyway, I didn't get the radio. On Wednesday, one of my buddies called me up. He says, hey, I'm coming over. Let's come over for coffee. And we did prayers and we did readings. You know, we do, we do with my friends what I'm telling you what to do. We hearken unto some words into the air. And we recorded them and I put them on here. They're called Zoom. Put them on Zoom also. Anyway, he tells me, well, I bought a radio for my dad for Christmas. He says, I'm going to install it on his 2003 250 F-150, no, 250 Ford. And I said, huh, I was just at the junkyard, I told him. I was trying to pull this radio out, and I couldn't get it out. He goes, well, I ordered the tool, he says, and uh, come on over, help me pull it out, and I'll give you my dad's radio which was a lot better than my radio. It was newer, it was top of the line, it had a CD player, mine didn't have a CD player. Mine's I couldn't see the, uh, it was so worn out, I couldn't see the, the little bitty uh, lights of what time it was and what station it was. Make a long story short, God did for me what I couldn't do for myself, folks, see? I have evidence, things pop up. You know, and, and he pulled help. He pulled out. I just filmed them doing it. And then you know, we slapped it in my truck, and we had a little modifying here and there. It went right in because it's the same make. And I have a beautiful, and I'm wondering, I wonder if I can do this in a whole pickup truck that God would do for me what I couldn't do myself. So I'll get back to you. I'm just experimenting with the Word of God, faith, evidence, and believing focus so now the thought came to me is to go over there on my chair and go sit in front of a, a, a brand new pickup truck and just look at it and get it in my in my soul what do you think about that focus okay this is getting to be a long recording okay let's see matthew 6 33 says, But you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. There it is. Proverbs 16.3 Commit your works to the Lord, and your thoughts will be established. Commit your works to the Lord, so and your thoughts will be established. How do we do that? How do we commit our works to the Lord? Lord, I commit this day to you. May you help me and take it from me. Lord, that you may guide me through the day. I, I hear the word of God. I'm making a proclamation, okay? I listen to God's word. 
I get instruction, teaching. I have asked for wisdom to be my friend. I have asked for understanding to walk with me. Amen. Proverbs 24, 3 and 4 says, Through wisdom a house is built, and by understanding it is established. By knowledge the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. Amen. Through wisdom a house is built. Have you asked for wisdom to build your house? It's never too late, you know. Look at the uh, uh, all the projects you got, all the things, and just say, Thank you, Lord, for this situation. I need more wisdom. See, there's hope in wisdom. I need more wisdom, strength, and tranquility to figure this thing out, Lord. Help me. I can't do it. you got to say, Uncle, I can't do it on my own, Lord. It's, it's obvious that I can't do it. I need your help. You know, if I, I could have done it, I would have done it a long time ago. Maybe the reason I can't do it is because I don't get, I have it on ask you. I don't give you the credit when I get it accomplished, Lord. Like the radio, I give I got a hundred percent credit that I couldn't do it on myself. He did it for me. He's the Father, and I truly believe that He is blessing our actions. You know, we start walking to a journey, and we've got a bottle of water and a, a pair of sneakers. You know, an extra pair. That tells God we're serious, we're headed, we're committed. He gets committed when we get committed. Somebody out there needs to hear it. Through wisdom a house is built, and by understanding it is established. You know, the word as understanding is that um, you stay away from sin, and the word established means that God has ordained it and has Put a stake on the ground and it's not going to move. That home is established by understanding, which understanding is of God. That we don't we don't build it on sin. We build it on, on His righteousness and His glory and His honor. By knowledge, which is uh, acting, knowledge, you act on knowledge. The edge, there's the edge. Know the edge. Divide the word in two. Know the edge, that's work. The rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. Amen. Bring it on, Lord. We can handle it. Proverbs 24, 3 to 4. Or we can, if we can't handle it, we can give it away, right? 1 Kings 2, 2 to 3 says, I go the way of all the earth. Be strong, therefore, and prove yourself a man, and keep the charge of the Lord your God, to walk in his ways, to keep his statutes, his commandments, his judgments, and his testimonies, as it is written in the law of Moses, that you may prosper in all that you do and wherever you go. Whew. Amen. What a scripture. First Kings 2, 2-3. I charge you this day, go as a man, prove yourself a man, and speak the words of God into the air. Walk in his ways. Amen. Joel thirty six eleven. Job, excuse me. If they obey and serve him, they will spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasure. Amen. Now, there's a simple one that we can do. We can even do it right now. We can say, Lord, I obey and serve you through your Son, Jesus Christ, and I will spend the days of my life in prosperity 
in all my years in pleasure. Okay? Now, there you go. We're claiming this scripture, which is easy to claim. Let's do it again. Lord, I am obeying and serving you through your son, Jesus Christ. I am, and I'm spending all my days in prosperity and my years in pleasure. Joel 36, 11. Amen. Okay, Romans 12, 11. Not lagging in diligence, hallelujah, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. You can add that to your cup of tea, my cup of tea. I am not lagging in diligence, Lord. I am fervent in spirit, Lord. I am serving you, Lord. Amen. Come on, man, we're in a union. Get your benefits. Get your kingdom benefits. Get your blessings on. Masters, give your bondservants what is just and fair, knowing that you also have a master in heaven. Colossians 4.1 When I say master, I think about workmanship, a master. God will teach us in the way that we should go. And his word will not fail us. We got to keep planting those seeds though. And you know we do. Let's go ahead and take our communion, please. Go ahead and go get your cracker and your juice. And let's acknowledge Jesus Christ. Let's, let's take communion in behalf of the whole earth, the whole world. You know, not necessarily anybody dying of uh, natural causes, but we want to... We want to join forces with all the prayers that have been going around the world in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We are the body of Christ, and we pray for the other parts of the body. So we do our responsible here. We hold up our side of the street. We believe that the Father will have us to do this. We believe it has His approval and His blessing. And His Son, Jesus Christ, said, do this in remembrance of me. Do this in remembrance of me. 
So we remember you, Jesus, that you died on the, on the cross and were raised from the dead the third day. Miracles upon miracles. They, they, they whipped you. They, they broke your heart. Humanity broke your heart, Lord. I'm, they hurt you so bad, Jesus. They took all your blood out of you. They scorched your back with... Most all of us would have died with that kind of whipping. Would have died right on the thing. Thank you for your endurance. Thank you, Lord, for your physical fitness. Thank you for your 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 tenacity, Jesus Christ, for going in the cross and and loving us and doing that for us. Thank you for being the Lamb from the foundations of the world that takes away the sins. Jesus, thank you for giving your body for us. The body, your your body. Now you live in us, Lord. Thank you for that incredible miracle, Lord, that you redeemed us from hell. We thank you for redeeming us, our Redeemer, our strong Redeemer. Thank you, Jesus Christ. Now let's take over the body, take the bread. This is the bread. This is the body of Christ. Amen. Holy, holy, holy. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord. Holy, holy, holy. Holy is the Lord. And we thank you, Lord, and we take the, the, the cup. We thank you, Father in heaven, for your blood that was shed for us. Holy, holy, holy. <laughs> Thank you that we're healed, we're made whole, transformed, sanctified. And thank you, Father, for the new covenant, what is written for us, Lord. And we thank you. Everyone partake of the blood of Jesus, the blood of Christ. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for cleansing us and making us whole. In your name we pray. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we're made whole. Amen. Give thanks to God, our Creator, Deliverer and Sovereign Ruler. Thank Him for remembering you. 
Lord, we thank you and we praise you for remembering us. Thank you for the powers of good. Thank you for your demonstrations of love and care. Thank you for your providing for us, Lord. Love, joy, laughter, renewal, recovery. Thank you for providing for us all that we need, Lord. We, we thank you for these gifts today. Amen. We give thanks to our Creator, our Deliverer, and Sovereign Ruler. We thank Him for remembering us by reading the Psalms out loud. Psalm 136, 1 through 26. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of lords. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to him who alone does mighty miracles. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to him who made the heavens so skillfully. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to him who placed the earth among the waters. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to him who made the heavenly lights. His faithful love endures forever. The sun to rule the day. His faithful love endures forever. And the moon and stars to rule the night. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to him who killed the firstborn of Egypt. His faithful love endures forever. He brought Israel out of Egypt. His faithful love endures forever. He acted with a strong hand and a powerful arm. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to him who parted the Red Sea. His faithful love endures forever. He led Israel safely through. His faithful love endures forever. But he buried Pharaoh and his army into the Red Sea. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to him who struck down mighty kings. His faithful love endures forever. He killed powerful kings, and his faithful love endures forever. Sihon, king of the Amorites, his faithful love endures forever. And Og, king of Bashan, his faithful love endures forever. God gave the land to those kings as an inheritance. His faithful love endures forever. A special possession to his servant Israel His faithful love endures forever. He remembered us in our weakness. His faithful love endures forever. He saved us from our enemies. His faithful love endures forever. He gives food to every living thing. 
His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of heaven. His faithful love endures forever. A special possession to his servant Israel. His love endures forever. God gave the land of the kings as an inheritance. He remembered us in our weakness. He saved us from our enemies. He gives food to every living thing. Give thanks to the God of heavens. Give thanks to the God of gods. Give thanks to the Lord of lords. Give thanks to him who alone does mighty miracles. Give thanks to him who made the heavens so skillfully. Give thanks to him who placed the earth among the waters. Give thanks to him who made the heavenly lights, the sun to rule the day, and the moon and stars to rule the night. Give thanks to him who killed the firstborn of Egypt. He brought Israel out of Egypt. He acted with a strong hand and powerful arm. Give thanks to him who parted the Red Sea. He led Israel safely through. But he hurled Pharaoh and the army into the Red Sea. Give thanks to him who led his people through the wilderness. Give thanks to him who struck down mighty kings. He killed powerful kings. Sihon, king of the Amorites, and Og, king of Bashan. God gave the lands of these kings as an inheritance, a special possession to his servant Israel. He remembered us in our weakness. He saved us from our enemies. He gives food to every living thing. Give thanks to the God of heavens. Proverbs 30, verse 7 through 9. God, I beg you two favors from you. Let me have them before I die. First, help me never to tell a lie. Second, give me neither poverty nor riches. Give me just enough to satisfy my needs. For if I grow rich, I may deny you and say, Who is the Lord? And if I am too poor, I may steal and thus insult God's holy name. The Word of the Lord.
The Lord your God will turn the curse into a blessing for you because the Lord your God loves you. Deuteronomy 23.5. Please memorize that. It's part of our this week's everyday to-do list. Easy memorization. Let's say it again. The Lord your God will turn the curse into a blessing for you because the Lord your God loves you. All we have to do is start thanking him for our difficulties. Thanking him for the things that we desire. When you pray, believe that you have them, and you will have them. Believe what? Believe that you have them. Just say a little prayer, a little joy, like a little kid. You see a nice pickup truck, F-150, going down the road, a platinum. It's got heated seats and stereo on the back of the seat there, and climate control and so you just say thank you God I believe I pray for that truck I believe I receive it I believe I have it as simple as that doesn't have to be all that uh, and don't worry how it's going to come it's not up to us okay we're going to be reading uh, the Psalms and taking communion and try to do that in 10-15 minutes get you get you out of here Craig, crying out to God in our need, we ask God to deliver us from those who who pour against anguish upon us. Those that pour anguish upon us. Remember, Elna, we don't take the world's woes on our shoulders. We we thank God for their anguish. Okay, we thank God for the people that are always suffering anguish. We don't pay their bills. You know, if you are doing it, just start thanking God that you're doing it. Start thanking God for the person that's eating your lunch. And most likely, it's about 80, 80 of us, 80% of us. We have someone clinging on to us. Or we may be the clinger. You know, we're relying too much on somebody. And we've been weaned. They've been weaned. In other words, I bumped into a couple when I was selling real estate door to door. And they were both sitting down having coffee, looking into the atmosphere, you know, the beautiful spring morning. I came by and he says, IRS? I said, no. Uh, government? I said, no. And he kept going this long list. Politician? I said, no. I said, real estate. Would you like to sell your house? And then he said, I said, boy, you you look very tranquil and everything. He goes, yeah, we, uh, we kicked all our kids out at 18 years old. And while we're enjoying our love and our lives and our, and our home, I go, do they want to come back in? Every once in a while, but we don't allow it. And how, how are they doing today, I asked. They're doing great. They're fencing for themselves. You know, we threw them into the ocean and tell them, look, either you, you swim or you drown. They learned to swim and they learned to teach others how to swim. <coughs> Excuse me, getting off topic here. Al-Anon is a great institution for us to get educated. We just need more information and more fortitude and prayer to help others, help others, help others, help others, help others, help others. That's how the miracles and the blessings come. So we go to learn so we can help others, help others. Here we go. Psalm 137, verse 1 through 9. Besides the rivers of Babylon, we sat and wept as we thought of Jerusalem. We put away our harps, hanging them on the branches of the poplar trees. 
for our captors demanding a song from us, our tormentors insisted on a joyful hymn. Sing unto us the songs of Jerusalem, they say, but how can we sing the songs of the Lord while in a pagan land? If I forget you, O Jerusalem, let my right hand forget how to play the harp. May my tongue stick to the root of my mouth if I fail to remember you, if I don't make Jerusalem my greatest joy. O Lord, remember what the Edomites did in the day armies of, on the day the armies of Babylon captured Jerusalem. Destroy it, they yell. Level it to the ground. O Babylon, you will be destroyed. How happy is the one who pays you back. How happy is the one. Happy for what you have done to us. Happy is the one who takes your babies and smashes them against the rocks. Proverbs 30, verse 10. Never slander a worker to the employer or the person will curse you and you will pay for it. Never slander a worker to the employer. All right. Let's take communion. Father, we thank you for the body of Christ. We thank you for this bread that Jesus uh, died for us on the cross. Thank you. He given us his, his body for us so that we may live again. Thank you for this body of Jesus Christ and, and the bread, his life, the body of Christ. Amen. Father, thank you for the blood that Jesus shed on the cross. We drink the blood, the wonderful blood, the wonderful water that Jesus was baptized in the river Jordan. We thank you for the water. Thank you for the water that came out of his side and the blood, the blood that came out of Jesus' side by his ribs when he got pierced. We thank you that the blood and the water is here today, Lord. We call it wonderful. Thank you for blessing us, Lord, this day, as it's called this day, with the blood of the Lamb. We're cleansed, sanctified, holy, and we have the, the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Thank you for this blood. Amen. The blood of Christ. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his counts and give you peace. Amen. The Lord your God will turn the curse into a blessing for you because the Lord your God loves you. Good morning. Welcome to today's Bible study. We're going to be praying the Psalms, Psalm 142, verses 1 through 7. If you'd like to go along, please get your Bible. So I hope you're having a great day today. To Thank you for coming into today's podcast. Merry Christmas. I'm going to pronounce a blessing on you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face to shine upon you. Be gracious unto you. Lift up his counts and give you peace. May he establish you in every good way. Cause you to walk in victory. Thank God. Sing out loud for your hurts. Sing out loud for your uh, complaints. Sing out loud for your uh, for the people that mistreat you and undo you wrong. Because you, you love the Lord God. You know, just sing it out. 
sometimes just a, a song of rage, a song of dissatisfactions, of it just, you know, it's like punching back, you know, just get it out into the spirit. I went to the desert to Palm Springs yesterday. I live in Los Angeles and I drove to, uh, I got a call and they needed, the, uh, the moving company did not want to deliver a stove, a brand new stove to a, because they, the, they were too busy and it was too far away and it's Chris it was yesterday so my friend called me see if I wanted to do it and I was going to go to the left and and go spend money on this and that and I said sure I'll do it and uh, you know it paid fairly well that's if you don't calculate your hours <laughs> but it seemed like it was God's will for me so I went and uh, it was almost a three-hour drive I got it done, accomplished it, brought it back, left some reading material with the cat there, with the family, and I felt good, and I came back. What was the point? I forgot the point. And the point is, I made some money, and I had um, a Jewish pastrami sandwich in Palm Springs, and and I brought my friend one back too, the one who gave me the tip, so life is good. God does for us what we can't do for ourselves. Like in Ephesians, it talks about, remember that verse that's hard to believe in Ephesians 3.20. It says that God will do for us what we cannot do for ourselves. It would behoove us to memorize that because we, we need to enlarge excuse me, our imagination. As we enlarge our imaginations, uh, God can drop in what we enlarged in our in our spirit, in our minds. <clears throat> so the best way is to study it. Study the promise, and you will get the promise. Is that hard to do? You say you need resources. Study, study what it says that God will provide resources, and you will get what you study. Is that hard? Is that too hard to get on our knees and to ask God for progress, good choices? Um, Here we go. Verse 20, 320 says, Now to him who is able to immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church in Christ Jesus through all all generations forever and ever. Amen. That's the NIV. Let me go ahead and read it in the Amplified Bible. It says, Now to him, by, in consequence of, the actions of his power that is at work within us, is able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly far above and above all that we dare ask or think indefinitely beyond our highest prayers and desires, thoughts, hopes, or dreams. To Him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Okay, the key is to Him be the glory to the for the church and in Jesus Christ. Glory in the church, you know, and Christ Jesus. It says, in Christ Jesus, the anointing of Jesus, and then the name of Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. You know, when we pray, 
we can put faith in our prayer. You know that? When I pray, I'm working with um, other individuals, and they say, well, I'm going to pray for a car. I'm going to pray for a house. And they say, well, it's because I got it because I prayed. No, you got it because you got Jesus Christ inside you. You got to... The flesh does not want to give Jesus the credit. Maybe that's our problem that we have not. We have pride, ego, selfishness. You know, God needs to have all the glory, all the credit, all the power, all the. It's, it's just simple. He did it. That's why we get so much trouble, so we can relieve us of the trouble, and then we can say He did it. God did it. He takes care of us. He will do it. He said He would. And he's doing it. Don't stop with the experiment. Don't stop in your laboratory. Doing your experiments in your laboratory. You got a problem. You got a promise. Put them together. And so it doesn't work. The experiment that blows up in your face. You keep trying. You keep trying. You try to put the two together. Father, you said this. I have this problem. I can't do anything about it. You got to say, uncle. It's God does for us what we cannot do for ourselves. All right, I'll get off the bandwagon. Let's go ahead and read the scriptures. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. Lord, you created us for a purpose, and that's to shine before the people. Joy, enthusiasm, resources, development, action. Make God the first one you complain to. Call for him to rescue you. Interesting, huh? Make God the first one you complain to. Call for him to rescue you. Here we go. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, give us ears to hear, eyes to see what your word is telling us. Open our hearts, Lord. We surrender. We cannot do it on our own, Lord. We need you to instruct us and teach us and walk by us and counsel us and be a father to us. Thank you for being a a loving daddy to us, not letting us go astray, Lord. Thank you for your strong right arm, the grip of your hand that keeps us steady, Lord. Keeps us away from sickness and disease, from sin, and from getting into trouble, Lord. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, Psalm 142, verses 1 through 7. I cried out to the Lord. I plead for the Lord's mercy. I pour out my complaints before him and tell him all my troubles. When I am overwhelmed, <clears throat> you alone know the way I should turn wherever I go. My enemies have set a trap for me. I look for someone to come and help me, but no one gives me a passing thought. No one will help me. No one cares a bit what happens to me. Then I pray to you, Lord. I say, you are my place of refuge. You are all I really want in life. Hear my cry, for I am very low. Rescue me from my persecutors, for they are too strong for me. Bring me out of prison so I can thank you. The godly will crown around me. The godly will crowd around me. For you are good to me. Amen. Isn't that beautiful song? A culmination of what we've been talking about. Okay, Proverbs 30, verses 21 to 23 says, There are three things that make the earth tremble. No, four it cannot endure. Huh, what's that? When a slave becomes a king, 
an overbearing fool who prospers. Oh, a bitter woman who finally gets a husband. Whoa, I feel sorry for him. A servant girl who supplants her mistress. Oh, man. That happens all the time, guys. Hopefully, hopefully we, it stays away from us. The earth cannot endure. A slave who becomes a king. An overbearing fool who prospers. A bitter woman who finally gets a husband. A servant girl who supplants her mistress. Isn't it amazing that uh, a fool can use the principles of success to prosper? Right? You, you would think he couldn't prosper. He's not bright enough. Huh? Amen. All right. So we put our trust in the Lord. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we put our trust in you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord, that we once played the fool. We once played, Lord God, we just ask you for the great exchange, Lord. Our weaknesses for your strength. Our weaknesses for your power. I cannot do it, Lord. I cannot do it on my own. I need your help, Lord. I need your help. Strengthen me, Lord God, to go out there and do your purpose, Lord. Rejoice. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will to rejoice in it and count my blessings and be glad in it. I will to acknowledge the Lord God. Surely he will come as the rains come, as the springs and the latter rains come to shower the earth. The Lord has come. Amen. Hosea 6.8. God bless you guys. Have a great time. Give them heaven. Merry Christmas. Greetings, we're going to be reading Jesus today. That's reading Jesus today and Jesus calling from Sarah Young for today, Christmas Eve. Let's see, December 24th. I speak to you from the depths of eternity. Before the world was formed, I am. You hear me in the depths of your being where I have taken up residence. I am Christ in you, the hope of glory. I, your Lord and Savior, am alive within you. Learn to turn, tune in to my living presence by seeking me in silence. As you celebrate the wonder of my birth in Bethlehem, celebrate also your rebirth into eternal life. This everlasting gift was the sole purpose of my entering your sin-stained world. Receive my gift with awe and humility. Take time to explore the vast dimensions of my love. Allow thankfulness to flow freely from your heart in response to my glorious gift. Let my peace rule in your heart and be thankful. Allow thankfulness to flow freely from your heart in response to my glorious gift. Let my peace rule in your heart and be thankful. Alrighty, and now Jesus today. 
Though you have made scenes, many troubles, many bitter, you will restore my life again. Though you have made me see troubles, many and bitter, you will restore my life again. You will increase my honor and comfort me once again. We must accept finite disappointment. We must never lose infinite hope. Martin Luther King Jr. It would be easier if he would ju- we would just jump over to you will increase my honor and comfort me once again. You will restore my life again. I believe it's because we don't uh, seek the Lord enough or quality prayer and seeking the heavens like saying three our fathers in desperation early in the morning on our knees. That should hit God's heart and counsel. And with those kind of prayers and then about our reading, that should keep us safe from... Um, any harsh disciplines, you know what I mean? Reading the Psalms is beautiful because it keeps you in a place of kingdom safety. You see how much promises of kingdom availability and what God has done in the past, and it just lifts our imagination around us, keeps us safely. Amen. That's my experience. Not a fact. It's my experience. I mean, not a theory. It is my facts, what I experience. Here we go. Jesus today, I hope that makes sense. Sarah Young. The light that shines on in darkness, for the darkness has never overpowered it. The light shines on in the darkness, for the darkness has not overpowered it. Put it out or absorbed it or appropriate it and is unreceptive to it. John 1, 5, Amplified. Trust in the Lord. Trust in Him at all times, O people. Pour out your heart to Him, for God is our refuge. Psalm 62, 8. Take a ride in the car and just let it out. Whatever is troubling you, our Father can handle it. Do all things without complaining and disputing that you may become blameless and harmless children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation among whom you shine as lights in the world. Philippians 2, 14 and 15. I am the light that shines on in the darkness for the darkness has never overpowered it and it never will. When multiple problems are closing in on you, the light of my presence may seem like a dim memory. If you are feeling distance from me, it's time for you to stop everything and pour out your heart to me. Carve out some time and space to talk with me about your problems and your feelings. Let me help you carry your burdens and show you the way forward. No matter how much darkness you see in the world around you, my light continues to shine on. For it is infinitely more powerful Because you are my child, this light shines not only upon you, but also within you. You live in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, and this is the perfect backdrop for you to shine as light in the world. Take time to bask in my radiant presence. Let my bundless energy recharge your strength so you can blaze boldly in the darkness around you. Amen and amen. One more. 
Lean on, trust in, and be confident in the Lord with all your heart and mind, and do not rely on your own insight or understanding. Proverbs 3, 5, Amplified. <clears throat> Lean on, trust in, and be confident in the Lord with all your heart and mind. Okay, this, For me, this is obedience. It says, do not rely on your own insight or understanding, wondering why the problem is happening. So we just praise the Lord and, and thank Him for the problem that is eating your lunch and confident in the Lord with all our heart. That's obedience and praising Him with all our strength and might, even though we don't understand. Or maybe we do understand why the, peop the evil is coming against us, but we just praise the Lord and give Him thanksgiving. <clears throat> Our, our attitude is to uh, seek Him and praise Him with all our heart. Amen. Obedience. Okay, moving on. Hebrews 2.10. <clears throat> it was fitting for Him for whom all things and by whom are all things in bringing many sons to glory to make the captain of their salvation perfect through suffering. Hebrews 2.10. <clears throat> our light and monetary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory. For that overweighs them all, 2 Corinthians 4.17. Lean on, trust in, and be confident in me, Jesus. The more challenging your life circumstances, the more you need to affirm and lean on your confident trust in me. During difficult times, your natural tendency is to rely heavily on your own understanding. However, your human understanding is not up to this task. It will fail you time and time again. You have every reason to be confident in me. I am the creator and sustainer of the universe, and I am in charge of every aspect of your life. Because the world is in such a fallen condition, it may seem as if I am not in control. I could end all suffering instantly by destroying the earth and taking my children home, but I am waiting to bring many sons and daughters to glory. So take heart as you live in this broken world, Believing that my eternal purposes are being worked out through your difficulties. Your troubles are part of my majestic master plan. And they are achieving an eternal glory that far outweigh them all. Amen and amen. Reading the Christmas story. The birth of Jesus, Luke chapter 2. At the time, the Roman Emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This was the first census taken when Quirinius was governor of Syria. All returned to their own towns to register for the census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea. David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, his fiancée, who was obviously pregnant by this time. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her first child, a son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the village inn. 
That night, some shepherds were in the field outside the village guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, terribly frightened, but the angel reassured them. Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news of great joy for everyone. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born tonight in Bethlehem, the city of David. And this is how you will recognize him. You will find a baby lying in a manger, wrapped snugly in strips of cloth. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God, saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and peace on earth to all whom God favors. Glory to God in the highest heaven, and peace on earth to all whom God favors. When the angel had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Come on now, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this wonderful thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They ran to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in the manger. Then the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished, but Mary quietly treasured these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their fields and flocks, glorifying and praising God, for the angels had told them what was happening, and because they had seen the child just as the angels had said. Now, the welcome that Jesus received in Bethlehem is a good illustration of how most people respond to him today. The original manger scene was hardly an idyllic place like the one pictured in our beautiful Christmas cards. It was probably a cold, damp, dark, dirty cave with a hollow-out feeding throw, a manger. <clears throat> in the original manger scene, Jesus entered a world unfit for his royal presence. God's willingness to enter a world darkened and dirty by sin is a reason to be thankful. We don't have to clean up our act first in order to make room for him. When Jesus comes into our lives, he accepts us as we are. Then he works his transformation in us. In verses 8 to 12, Encounter with the living God inevitably elicits fear, so the angels had to reassure the shepherds, Don't be afraid. Once the shepherds realized that God wanted to communicate with them, they were free to worship the, first, the Christ child. The fact that Jesus came in the flesh reassures us that our holy and almighty God is also a personal God. God is with us and for us. When we put our faith in the living God, His perfect love expels all fear. 1 John 4.18 and that is the story of Jesus' birth. Amen. 
Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. May the love of Christ be in your heart. And he is transforming love and power is in us. Where God is, there is no need. Where the Lord's word is, only good can manifest. We give birth to every man lives out of the word of God. Merry Christmas. And women. Don't forget the women that have babies. I love you all. Reading 2 Corinthians chapter 4, where it says, Treasured imperishable containers. And so since God in his mercy has given us this wonderful ministry, we never give up. We reject all shameful and underhanded methods. We do not try to trick anyone. And we do not distort the word of God. We tell the truth before God and all who are honest know that. If the good news we preach is veiled from anyone, it is a sign that they are perishing. Satan, the God of this evil world, has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. So they are unable to see the glorious light of the good news that is shining upon them. They don't understand the message we preach. They don't understand the message we preach about the glory of Christ, who is the exalted likeness of God. We don't go around preaching about ourselves. We preach Christ Jesus. The Lord, all we say about ourselves is that we are your servants because of what Jesus has done for us. For God who said, let there be a light in the darkness. Let there be light in the darkness has made us understand that this light is the brightness of the glory of God, that it is seen in the face of Jesus Christ. But this precious treasure, the light and power that now shines within us, is held in perishable containers, that is, in our weak bodies. So everyone can see that our glorious power is from God and is not our own. We are pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed and broken. We are perplexed, but we don't give up and quit. We are hunted down, but God never abandons us. We get knocked down, but we get up again and keep going. Through suffering, these bodies of ours can constantly share in the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be seen in our hearts. In verses 3 to 4, if we are not willing to recognize the sin in our lives, we refuse to see the truth and cannot accept the gift of forgiveness that God offers us through a relationship with Jesus Christ. If we reflect honestly in our lives, God will help us see where we need to change. Then we can confess our sins and trust Jesus to forgive us and empower us to make the needed change. Verses 8 through 11. Hard times tend to either crush and delusion us or challenge us and stimulate us. It is hard for us to keep going when the going gets tough. But it can be a real encouraging to know that God is with us in the midst of the trials we face and that he can use even our weaknesses for his glory. In fact, as others see God's work in our lives, we, they may again 
have the courage to face and conquer their own sins and areas of weakness with God's powerful help. And the way I conquer all my weaknesses in my situation, I implore God's help by saying, I thank you, God, I'm a misfit. I thank you, God, I messed that one up. I thank you, God. You know, I thank him for my mishaps, my fears, and he comes and he helps me in my weakness. That's the great exchange. Thank you, God. Okay, welcome to today's podcast. We're going to be reading Ezekiel 38. I have my friend Mike here. He's going to lead us off on the reading and give us a little synopsis of what's going on with today's demonstrations. All right, so uh, first of all, Fernando, I'd like to start off with a prayer. All righty. Father God, we come to you in the name of Jesus, and we just thank you, Lord, for um, for this uh, opportunity to um, sit back in the nice weather and uh, enjoy a little reading. Thank you, Lord, for our health and our well-being. Father, we continue to pray for our country and this world and this uh, pandemic and virus, always praying, always turning it over to God. Father, it's it's in the name of Jesus that uh, that we're here right now, and, and we're thankful and grateful for, for all that he does. And that is, uh, in, in Jesus' name we pray, amen? Amen. Uh, so, um, from my understanding, uh, Ezekiel 38 is um, pretty much talking about the, um, today's um, events and uh, what's uh, going to uh, transpire um, and it's kind of hard to decipher, I guess, sometimes when, when you're uh, reading from uh, over 2,000 years ago and deciphering it for today. But a lot of the information in here uh, pertains to uh, what we got going on right now. So let me uh, go ahead and start with the first, uh, first couple paragraphs in uh, Ezekiel 38. And the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, set your face against Gog of the land of Magog, the prince of Rosh, of Mechek, and of Tabul, and prophesy against him. And say thus, says the Lord, Behold, I am against you, O Gog, chief prince of Rosh, of Mechek, and you, O Gog, chief prince of Rosh, of Mechek, and of Tabul. And so what I also understand is that Gog is Russia mm-hmm. and um, some of these other countries are some of the surrounding um, areas. You want to? Yeah, I, that's my understanding too. That, uh... And I will turn you back and put hooks into your jaws and I will bring you forth and all your army, horses, and horsemen, and all of them clothed in full armor, a great company with buckler and shield, all of them handing swords, handling swords. Persia, Persia and Cush, okay, Persia's Iran, and Cush, and, or Iran today, and put our Libya with them, all of them with shield and helmet. You want to read a little? Yeah, also Gomer with all his troops and Beth Torgarma 
from the far north with all his troops. Is that Egypt on those ones? The many I, nations? I, yes, right yes, I believe so. Get ready, be prepared, you and all the hordes gathered about you and take command of them. After many days you will be called to arms. In future years you will invade a land that has recovered from war, whose people were gathered from many nations to the mountains of Israel, which had long been desolate. They had been brought out from the nations, and now all of them live in safety. You and all your troops and the many nations with you will go up advancing like a storm. You will be like a cloud covering the land. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. On that day, thoughts will come into your mind and you will devise an evil scheme. You will say, I will invade a land of unwalled villages. I will attack a peaceful, unsuspecting people. All of them living without walls and without gates and bars. I will plunder and loot and turn my hand against the resettled ruins and the people gathered from the nations, rich in livestock and goods, living at the center of the land. That's right. Shiva and, and Dedan and the merchants of Tarshish will all with all their lion-like cubs or satellite areas shall say to you, have you come to take spoil? Have you gathered your host to take the prey, to carry away silver and gold, to take away livestock and goods, to take great spoil? Therefore, son of man, prophesy and say to Gog, thus says the Lord, in that day when my people Israel dwells securely with you, not now it and be aroused. And you will come from your place out of pardon me out of utter you, out of utter you and many nations with you, all of them riding on horses, a great horde, a mighty army. You will advance against my people Israel like a cloud that covers the land. In days to come, Gog will bring you against my land so that the nations may know me when I am proved holy through you before their eyes. You want to finish up? Uh, what? what uh, 17. Okay, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. You are the ones I spoke of in former days by my servants, the prophets of Israel. At that time, they prophesied for years that I would bring you against them. This is what will happen in that day. When God attacks the land of Israel, my Hot anger will be aroused, declares the Sovereign Lord. In my zeal and fiery wrath, I declare that at that time there shall be a great earthquake in the land of Israel. The fish in the, in the sea, the birds in the sky, the beasts of the field, every creature that moves along the ground, and all the people on the face of the earth will tremble at my presence. The mountains will be overturned, the cliffs will crumble, and every wall will fall to the ground. I will summon a sword against Gog on 
all my mountains, declares the sovereign Lord. Every man's sword will be against his brother. I will execute judgment on him with plague and bloodshed. I will pour down torrents of rain, hailstone, and burning sulfur on him and on his troops and on the many nations with him. And so I will show my greatness and my holiness. I will make myself known in the sight of many nations. Then they will know that I am the Lord. Amen. It's really interesting that so, uh, so, yeah. I see the same thing that happened with Egypt and Moses. Mm -hmm. That the power of God demonstrated, you know, set himself up to demonstrate to everybody for their own salvation, for their own dedication. So they can, they can, all the nations can um, seek the Lord and find salvation. It's really his mercy. You know, all this of uh, earthquake. Mm -hmm. Right now, I haven't seen so many eruptions on volcanoes happening lately. You know, mm. a lot of, a lot of natural disasters keep coming up yeah so there's a lot of that going on too and um, so what I understand just by watching some of the um, information that is not known to the general public um, is um, Iran uh, is talking about invading uh, Israel and so that is actually in, in the Bible and Iran and, and Russia um are getting together. So Iran and Russia and Turkey are supposedly um, aligning themselves together. And so that's going to happen, I don't know, probably pretty soon. And Turkey used to be uh, kind to Israel about 10 years ago. They turned. Right. They used to be, you know, they used to have a lot of visitation back and forth, tourists. And, uh, you know, what's going on in our country here is... Um, really interesting really interesting with um, the transfer of administrations and um, Iran's already pressuring <clears throat> the Biden administration to uh, get back into that Iranian uh, accord whatever it was that Obama had started years ago and uh, they're uh, demanding money you know some couple billion three billion or something and dollars it. and yeah so my god yeah they want to yep. push the new president around yep that's what they're trying to do and so they uh and they want back pay they want back pay for the trauma that the trump administration caused them yeah and they didn't beat us up so it's mercy for them for us so. right something like that so. wow was the imagination how much money the the United States will give to other nations. I don't know why, but you know they're always everybody's underpay, like welfare pay. Yeah, it's really. <laughs> I don't know if that's going on. It's really interesting how, um, well, you know how, uh, you know there's a lot to be done in in, in our country, and uh, we could use those billions of dollars here. You know, helping our homeless and our underprivileged and our are uh, uneducated um you know but uh, there uh we, yeah because i want a new xbox there we go again you know it's um <laughs> the poor get poorer and the rich get richer and that's the way it's always been here yeah you know, all over the world um you know they, they, i'm sure the, the the administrations are always a good business people and their uh the money goes out for a reason you know probably for goods you know or for 
because we get a lot of goods from all over the world. I don't know. We um, trade, trade. Yeah. So we just want to thank God that um, uh, we're not ignorant of the things to come. Our God shares with us. He, he, uh, we, we walk with Him, and He shares what He, what He's going to do, and He already said it in His Word. So. Um, from the foundations of the world we have peace of Jesus that gives us that peace that everything's going to be all right you know we pray for the ones that need to be saved we pray for those uh, the widows and That's the hard. orphans to be saved and to be taken care of you know as we go through this they're the ones who suffer the most you know mm -hmm. while men use their military powers against each other so let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord yes, God, for this time of your yes, word. Be it unto us according to thy word, Lord God. Yes. We thank you for the pressure that's going on in Israel. Mm. We thank you for the protection and the covering of Israel, Lord God, in the yes, heavens. Father. And giving them military might. And Lord, that you may show yourself strong uh, in Israel's behalf. behalf so that the nations may know that you are the Lord, the sovereign owner of all the earth. Hallelujah, Lord. And let us be ready for the for the oncoming, the people that are going to come to you to wanting to know more about the Lord. And we'll be ready, Father. We'll be ready to show them how to be saved and how to, how to call you Father. In Jesus' name, we thank you for today's reading, sealing in our hearts and the people's hearts that are listening to us out all over the world. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right, that was pretty cool. I was... Happy Christmas Eve. Welcome to today's podcast. I expect that you're being blessed, encouraged, and counting all your benefits that are out of this world. You know, benefits that are in the past coincidental, that someone brought you a, a career path that was just a coincidence. You're at the right place at the right time. Uh, we just want to be thankful for the powers of good that are looking down onto us. We want to be grateful and thankful for the love God is shouting to us. You know, just like the sun, we stop and get 10 minutes <clears throat> of vitamin D synthesized. The same thing with prayer. We stop and get 10, 15 minutes of God's love and breathe in deep and breathe in deep and say, Father, load me up with your love, please. Need more love today. And none of this frantic running around. Say, uh, I used to be frantic delivering for Ralph's Grocery Company. I remember being up in the Oxford on uh, Oxnard area, excuse me, up in uh, making deliveries. And I saw a McDonald's in an easy parking in the red with my 18-wheeler uh, big rig diesel engine. So I left it running and I ran into the McDonald's and I said, I need a cup of coffee and, uh, you know, and some couple of pies or whatever, you know, just keep the sugar running. In the, um, and the boy there was slow. And I was getting irritant. And he looked at me. I guess he was, um, you know, challenged. And he looked at me with love and those eyes. And I'm John. How can I help you? 
and I just melted right there. And I was, I, I, his love got to me, and I was kind and enthusiastic. And I look at the uh, the cashier on the other side; they're they're looking at John, and they smile. And I smile back, and and my love for uh, for McDonald's for their hiring, giving people. He was just so happy to have a, a job, so happy to be of service. And he displayed his love, just like we were when we first got our job. Oh, we were so happy until we started getting paycheck and paying a few of our bills. And the real self came out, huh? You know where you can stick your job. Thank God for forgiveness. Thank God I'm a misfit. Thank God I messed up. Anyway, we're off on the wrong... um, Stories. Let's go back to praying the Psalms. There's someone out there like me needs to hear this. That um, Love is everything. The love of God is everything. Okay, pray in the Psalms. We're going to be reading Psalm 142, 1 through 7 today. Please grab your Bibles or listen up. Listen good. There's going to be a test after this. See if the Word of God will direct you throughout the day. May God, the first one you complain to. May God be the first one you complain to. May God, the first one you complain to, call for him to rescue you. You know how you pour out your heart to a friend? There's someone, you can pour out your heart to God in a song, and he will pick up the hurt of your cry in your heart. You know, you, you, don't, you don't have a loved one today. You don't have your mom. Just cry out to God. You're, and others around you say, well, you're really singing that song. Just sing it from your heart. And the Lord will hear you and it'll feel good to your soul and as long as the father listens to you and receives your cry and your and receives your your tears and your despair and your um you'll feel good because you placed it in the right hands unto the father like talking to a good friend that's what he's there for that's what he loves to do you know you don't have a loved one with you um you don't have enough presence for somebody. You, you know you could. So relax to say. Say, um, thank you, Father. Psalms 142, 1 through 7 say, says, I cried out to the Lord. I pleaded for the Lord's mercy. I poured out my complaints before him and tell him all my troubles. When I am overwhelmed, you alone know the way I should turn. Wherever I go, my enemies have set traps for me. I look for someone to come and help me, but no one gives me a passing thought. No one will help me. No one cares a bit what happens to me. Then I pray to you, O Lord. I say, you are my place of refuge. You are all I really want in life. Hear my cry, for I am very low. Rescue me from my persecutors, for they are too strong for me. Bring me out of prison, so I can thank you. The godly will crowd around me, for you are good to me. Amen and amen. Psalms 142, 1 through 7. Proverbs 30, verses 21 to 23. There are three things that make the earth tremble. No, 
four, as a matter of fact, that it cannot endure. A slave who becomes a king, an overbearing fool who prospers, a bitter woman who finally gets a husband, and a servant girl who supplants her mistress. You know, this is yesterday's reading. I already did this. Funny, I don't remember it till I read the, the a bitter woman who finally gets a husband part. Ha! All right, I'm going to record next days. The Lord bless you and keep you. We needed a double dose of the 23. I must have missed something. I'll have to go listen to it. God bless you. Have a great day. Thank you. December 24th, God's blessings upon you. Today we're going to be reading Psalm 143, verses 1 through 12, and Proverbs 30, verses 24 to 28. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord God, for the created purpose that you have for us, to love you and to have conferences with you. And to ask you for your counsel, your advice, to ask you for the righteousness of your son, Jesus Christ, who it is evident in our lives. Lord, we thank you for the sanctifying us. Thank you for our redemption, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And thank you for your presence of your Holy Spirit that constantly goes with us. You talking to us, loving us, creating us, Lord a brand new Holy Spirit and take not away our desire to seek you, Lord. We thank you, Father, and we surrender to you right now in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, Psalm 143. Hear my prayer, O Lord. Listen to my plea. Answer me because you are faithful and righteous. Don't put your servant on trial. For no one is innocent before you. My enemy has chased me. He has knocked me to the ground. He forces me to live in darkness like those in the grave. I am losing all hope. I am paralyzed with fear. I remember the days of old. I ponder all your great works and think about what you have done. I lift my hands to you in prayer. I thirst for you as parched land thirsts for rain. Come quickly, Lord, and answer me, for my depression deepens. Don't turn away from me, or I will die. Let me hear of your unfailing love each morning, for I am trusting you. Show me where to walk. For I give myself to you. Rescue me from my enemies, Lord. I run to you to hide me. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. May your gracious spirit lead me forward on a firm footing. For the glory of your name, O Lord, preserve my life. 
Because of your faithfulness, bring me out of this distress. In your unfailing love, silence all my enemies and destroy all my foes, for I am your servant. Amen. For in your unfailing love, silence all my enemies and destroy all my foes, for I am your servant. Okay, it's very interesting that in other words, for us to have his unfailing love is we need to pray for our enemies. <laughs> and as we pray for them, uh, vengeance is mine, then the Lord goes after them. He disciplines them. Why? Because we don't have any resistance. We're not calling that same hate towards us. We're not identifying with that. We're identifying with his unfailing love. And we're in right standing with, with the Father. So let's pray for our enemies. Father, we thank you, Lord God, for our enemies. We thank you for their desperation. We thank you for their loneliness. We thank you, Father, they don't have a rock to stand on, Lord. We thank you, Father, for, for keep pounding on them, Lord, so they will look up and call upon you, Lord. Answer their prayers, Lord. Save their souls, Lord. Lord, we seek to forgive them. We seek to bless them. Bless their mothers and their fathers, their sons and daughters, their children, all their cousins and aunts. Bless their association with you, Father. And Lord, forgive them of all their sins, our enemies, Lord. Establish them with houses and riches. Establish them with, with good inheritances from the fathers, from teachings. Establish them with a good, prudent spouse that's from you Lord from the Lord help their children Lord help them to be healthy and enjoy and be and enjoy this life what you provided for them in Jesus name bless our enemies amen Proverbs 30 24 28 there are four things on earth that are small but unusually wise ants they aren't strong, but they store up food all summer. Hyraxes. That's the rock badgers. They aren't powerful, but they make their homes among the rocks. Locusts. They have no king, but they march in formation. Lizards. Ha ha ha. They are easy to catch, but they are found even in king's palaces. Merry Christmas. The Lord bless you and thank you for today's reading and praying with me and agreeing with me. Hasta la vista, baby. Welcome to today's podcast. We're going to be reading from Dottie Osteen's book today Christmas Eve <clears throat> may God bless you and keep you and make his face to shine upon you be gracious unto you lift up his counts and give you peace our scripture for today is found in Luke 2 14 glory to God in the highest the stairway to heaven let's pray Father, your word declares that I am healed, and I confess and receive your healing touch today. 
Thank you that you brought Jesus down heaven's stairway to bring healing to our homes. You said, Lord, in Exodus 23:25, that because we serve you, you bless our food and water and take sickness from the midst of us. Glory to God in the highest. And we thank you for that. Amen. There is a story that says, on the first Christmas, God came down the stairway of heaven with a baby in his arms. I sometimes wonder if it was God's plan to send his son in the form of an infant because babies are just so irresistible. Dottie Osteen says, I love being a mother and a grandmother. There is something so special about bringing life into the world. When our first daughter was born, the doctor says she has something similar to cerebral palsy. This is when we discovered that sickness was of the devil. I love the Bible, but suddenly I was disinterested in what Jesus did for babies in the Bible. I wanted to know what he would do for my baby. John and I learned that God has not afflicted our baby. We met Jesus, the healer. Jesus said, For I came down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him that sent me. John 6.38 We learned to confess health and healing over our baby daughter. We saw no immediate changes, but we told everyone that God had healed her. The word declares that we are healed and we are. She was completely healed and is a vital part of the ministry of Lakewood Church. I believe God descended the stairway of heaven to bring me that beautiful baby girl, and along with her, he brought her healing and wholeness. Begin to act on your faith. God wants you well. He will come down from heaven's stairway to meet you right where you are today because he has a miracle for you. Glory to God in the highest, Luke 2.14. Let's pray once again Dottie's prayer. Father, your word declares that I am healed, and I confess and receive your healing touch today. Thank you that you brought Jesus down from heaven's stairways to bring healing to my house. You said in Exodus 23.25 that because we serve you, You bless our food and water and take sickness from the midst of us. Glory to God in the highest. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we are healed. Amen. Reading of 1 John. Introduction. The one who existed from the beginning is the one we have learned and heard and seen. We saw him with our own eyes and touched him with our own hands. He is Jesus Christ, the word of life. This one who is life from God was shown to us and we have seen him. And now we testify and announce to you that he is the one who is eternal life. He was with the Father, and then He was shown to us. We are telling you about what we ourselves have actually seen and heard, so that you may have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. 
We are writing these things so that our joy will be complete. This is the message he has given us to announce to you. God is light and there is no darkness in him at all. So we are lying if we say we have fellowship with God, but go on living in spiritual darkness. We are not living in the truth. But if we are living in the light of God's presence, just as Christ is, then we have fellowship with each other. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from every sin. If we say we have no sin, we are only fooling ourselves and refusing to accept the truth. But if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from every wrong. If we claim that we have not sinned, we are calling God a liar and showing that his word has no place in our hearts. Chapter 2 My dear children, I am not... I am writing this to you so that you will not sin. But if you do sin, there is someone to plead for you before the Father. He is Jesus Christ, the one who pleases God completely. He is the sacrifice of our sins. He takes away not only our sins, but the sins of all the world. And how can we know and be sure? that we are belong to him by obeying his commandments if saying someone says i belong to god but don't obey god's commandments that person is a liar and does not live in the truth but those who obey god's word really do love him that is the way to know whether or not we live in him those who say they live in god should live their lives as christ did Dear friends, I am not writing a new commandment, for it is an old one you have always had, right from the beginning. This commandment to love one another is the same message you heard before, yet it is also new. This commandment is true in Christ. And it's true among you, because the darkness is disappearing and the true light is already shining. If anyone says, I am living in the light, but hates a Christian brother or sister, that person is still living in darkness. Anyone who loves other Christians is living in the light and does not cause anyone to stumble. Anyone who hates a Christian brother or sister is living and walking in darkness. Such a person is lost, having been blinded by the darkness. I am not writing to you, I am writing to you, my dear children, because your sins have been forgiven because of Jesus. I am writing to you who are mature because you know Christ, the one who is from the beginning. I am writing to you who are young because you have won your battle with Satan. I have written to you, children, because you have known the Father. I have written to you who are mature because you know Christ the one who is from the beginning. I have written to you who are young because you are strong with God's word living in your hearts and you have won your battle with Satan. Stop loving this evil world and all that it offers you. For when you love the world, you show that you do not have the love of the Father in you. For the world offers only the lust for physical pleasure, the lust for everything we see, 
and pride in our possessions. These are not from the Father. They are from the evil world. And this world is fading away, along with everything it craves. But if you do the will of God, you will live forever. Dear children, the last hour is here. Yet you have heard that the Antichrist is coming, and already many such Antichrists have appeared. From this we know that the end of the world has come. These people led our churches left our churches because they never really belonged with us. Otherwise, they would have stayed with us. When they left, it proved that they do not belong to us. But you are not like that, for the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and all you know the truth, and all you, of you, and all of you know the truth. So I am writing to you not because you don't know the truth, but because you know the difference between truth and falsehood. And who is the great liar? The one who says that Jesus is not the Christ, such people are antichrist, for they have denied the Father and the Son. Anyone who denies the Son does not have the Father either, but anyone who confesses the Son has the Father also. So you must remain faithful to what you have been taught with the, from the beginning. If you do, you will continue to live in fellowship with the Son and with the Father. And in the fellowship, we enjoy the eternal life He promised us. I have written these things to you because you need to be aware of those who want to lead you astray. But you have received the Holy Spirit and he lives within you, so you don't need anyone to teach you what is true. For the Spirit teaches you all things, and what he teaches is true. It is not a lie, so continue in what he has taught you, and continue to live in Christ. And now, dear children, continue to live in fellowship with Christ so that when he returns, you will be full of courage and not shrink back from him in shame. Since we know that God is always right, we also know that all who do what is right are his children. Chapter 3. <clears throat> see, how every, see how very much our Heavenly Father loves us. For he allows us to be called his children, and we really are. But the people who belong to this world don't know God, so they don't understand that we are His children. Yes, dear friends, we are already God's children, and we can't even imagine what we will be like when Christ returns. But we do know that when He comes, we will be like Him, for we will see Him as He really is. And all who believe this will keep themselves pure, just as Christ is pure. Those who sin are opposed to the law of God. For all sin opposes the law of God. And you know that Jesus came to take away our sins. For there is no sin in him. So if we continue to live in him, we won't sin either. But those who keep on sinning have never known him or understood who he is. Dear children, don't let anyone deceive you about this. When people do what is right, it is because they are righteous. Even as... Christ is righteous. But when people keep on sinning, it shows they, don't, they belong to the devil who has been sinning since the beginning. But the Son of God came to destroy these works of the devil. Those who have been born into God's family do not sin because God's life is in them. So they, don't, they can't keep on sinning because they have been born of God so now we can tell who are children of God and who are children 
of the devil. Anyone who does not obey God's commands and does not love other Christians does not belong to God. This is the message we have heard from the beginning. We should love one another. We must not be like Cain, who belonged to the evil one, and kill his brother. And why did he kill him? Because Cain had been doing that what was evil, and his brother had been doing that what was right. So don't be surprised, dear brothers and sisters, if the world hates you. If we love our Christian brothers and sisters, it proves that we have passed from death to eternal life. But a person who has not love is still dead. Anyone who hates another Christian is really a murderer of heart. And, and you know that the murderers don't have eternal life within them. We know, we, know, we know what real love is because Christ gave, us, gave up his life for us. And so we are also ought to give up our lives for our Christian brothers and sisters. But if anyone has enough money to live well and sees a brother and sister in need and refuses to help, how can God's love be in that person? Dear brothers and sisters, let us stop just saying we love each other. Let us really show it by our actions. It is by our actions that we know we are living in the truth. So we will be confident when we stand before the Lord, even if our hearts condemn us, for God is greater than our hearts, and He knows everything. Dear friends, if our conscience is clear, if dear friends, if our conscience is clear, we can come to God with bold confidence, and we will receive whatever we request because of. We obey him and do the things that please him. And this is the commandment. We must believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another just as he commanded us. Those who obey God's commands live in fellowship with him and he with them. And we know he lives in us because the Holy Spirit lives in us. Thank you. And I am convinced and sure of this very thing that he who began a good work in you will continue until the day of Jesus Christ, right up to the time of his return, developing that good work and perfecting and bringing it to full completion in you. Philippians 1.6 And the title of the message is Made with Great Value from Joel Osteen, Your Best Life. And an important factor in seeing yourself God's way is to understand your intrinsic sense of value. Your sense of value cannot be based on your successes or failures, how somebody else treats you or how popular you are. It is not something we earn indeed. We cannot earn it. God built value into us when he created us. As his unique creation, you have something to offer this world that nobody else has that nobody else can be. Your sense of value should be based solely on the fact that you are a child of the Most High God. Learn to be happy with who God made you to be. Amen. Want me to start reading? Heavenly Father, we thank you, Father, for today's podcast. We ask you for your friendship, for your presence to be here, Lord. Anoint our, he- 
our voices, Lord, our thinking, Lord, and take us to a new level, Lord God. We pray for the audience, Lord. May the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. Love on you, smile on you, and give you his peace, his presence. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, amen. We'll be reading today. What are we going to be reading, honey? Luke chapter 9, 51 to 10, 12. Okay. Okay. As the time drew near for him to ascend to heaven, Jesus resolutely set out for Jerusalem. He sent messengers ahead to a Samaritan village to prepare for his arrival. But the people of the village did not welcome Jesus because he was on his way to Jerusalem. When James and John saw this, they said to Jesus, Lord, should we call down fire from heaven to burn them up? But Jesus turned and rebuked them. So they went on to another village. As they were walking along, someone said to Jesus, I will follow you wherever you go. But Jesus replied, Foxes have dens to live in, and birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. He said to another person, Come, follow me. The man agreed, but he said, Lord, first let me return home and bury my father. But Jesus told him, Let the spiritually dead bury their own dead. Your duty is to go and preach about the kingdom of God. Another said, Yes, Lord, I will follow you, but first let me, see, let me say goodbye to my family. But Jesus told him, Anyone who puts a hand to the plow and then looks back is not fit for the kingdom of God. The Lord now chose 72 other disciples and sent them ahead in pairs. To all the towns and places he planned to visit. These were his, were his instructions to them. The harvest is great, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest. Ask him to send more work, workers into his fields. Now go and remember that I'm sending you out as lambs among wolves. Don't take any money with you, nor a traveler's bag nor an extra pair of sandals, and don't stop to greet anyone on the road. Wherever you enter, whenever you enter someone's house, first say, may God's peace be on this house. If those who live there are peaceful, the blessing will stand. If they're not, the blessing will return to you. Oh, wow. Don't move around from home to home. Stay in one place, eating and drinking what they provide. Don't hesitate to accept hospitality because those who work deserve their pay. If you enter a town and it welcomes you, eat whatever is set before you. Heal the sick and tell them the kingdom of God is near you now. But if a town refuses to welcome you, go out into its streets and say, we wipe even the dust of your town from our feet to show that we have abandoned you to your fate. And know this, the kingdom of God is near. 
I assure you, even wicked Sodom will be better off than such a town on Judgment Day. Amen. 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 All right, let me read the uh, commentary right here. Okay. It says, today's study on Luke, it says, um, in 722 before Christ, Assyria invaded the northern kingdom of Israel, resettled the land with its own people, and intermarried with the Jews, Second Kings 17, 24-41. The mixed race became known as the Samaritans. Pure-breed Jews hated these half-breeds so much that they often travel a considerably longer route around than through Samaria's territory. The Samaritans, in turn, hated the Jews. Jesus did not hold these Jewish prejudices. He sent messengers ahead to get things ready in a Samaritan village. But the village rejected these Jews' travelers. James and John wanted to retaliate by calling down fire from heaven on the people as Elijah had once done, Second Peter 1. When we are rejected by others, we too might feel like retaliating. It might seem like justice in your, our own eyes, but we must remember that judgment belongs to God. We should not extend him to use his power. We should not expect him to use his power to execute our personal vendettas. Amen. The Lord will give justice to his people. Amen. Deuteronomy 32, 36. The Lord promises, I will take revenge. I will pay them back. I, Deuteronomy 32.35 32.36 The Lord will give justice to his people. The Lord promises, I will take revenge. I will pay them back. Deuteronomy 32.35 You're right. You're right. We must commit the wrong we have experienced to God's justice. We can rejoice that he will put everything right. Amen. I just I just want to add something right yeah. here. Mm-hmm. That uh, God also tells us, do not judge as you be judged. Right. Okay. Uh, you know, it has to be another way to evaluate a, a person or if they're danger or to, to, what do you call it, to to figure if they're born again or not born again. Not in judgment, you know, but you have to look with the eyes of love, with the eyes of God. You know, the actions of the person either lets them near to you, see if there are dangers or not. But, uh, so, we may even, uh, I may even be at, at fault when I try to judge someone when they're they're not born again and hit them over the head with my testimony of the Bible when I'm only pushing them away from Christianity. <clears throat> and I think that's where a lot of the people end up at bars they say those people are crazy i tried it it didn't work but you know they became excessive out of control wanting me to be there day and night and all kinds of programs and building programs and sacrifices and stuff um i really like where it says uh don't take uh a a worker is worthy of his pay Mm -hmm. So don't hesitate to accept hospitality. Sometimes a lot of prideful Christians can't accept uh, a gift from somebody or payment or something. 
You know, they get so holy, they, they don't associate with people. Anyway, I'm on the wrong subject, but no. I, what I'm trying to say is that a lot of us are grown up with judgments unaccounted for. We judge too much, and we judge our own selves, so we have to ask God to go back and forgive us for the, our judgments. That's all I got. Okay. Um, what thing I was wondering um, is in in uh, nine sixty one or yeah nine sixty one um, it said another said yes Lord I will follow you but first let me say goodbye to my family but Jesus told him anyone who puts a hand to the plow and then looks back is not fit for the kingdom of God. I, I just was kind of pondering on what that means. You Like a plow is a plow, like one of those plowshares, right? Mm-hmm. But it says, but if you look back, you're not fit for the kingdom of God. I wonder, what, what do you think about that? I think a lot of us are doubt, doubt that we've been saved and we're trying to get saved all over again and God keeps demonstrating his... Uh, his love and his acceptance to us, and we need more signs to be a hundred percent complete that we're headed that way. But it says, it says I just want to. He wanted you to say goodbye to his family. What the Holy Spirit is telling me is that we have to study the Word of God so we won't look back. You know, uh, if you get into the Word of God, you won't. You're going in the right direction. You're you're transforming our whole habits, and if we have any doubt. Uh, we should use that power of doubt to study the Word of God. And my problem was is I didn't stay in a scripture long enough to make it mine, to make it solidify and change my life. You know, you just brace the scriptures, and that was not deep enough to, for me not to turn the plow. But even though if I did, let's say, for instance, I did mess up with the plow, uh, I, uh, I repented. It came right back. <laughs> Excuse me. I don't know. So it's, that's an interesting subject. We should yeah. search it out and find out other yeah. commentaries. I, I, it's kind of like you're going forward and don't and don't look back. Can you look it up on your passion translation or? Uh, yeah, maybe that's the case. But you know, you're going forward in the kingdom. Quit looking at the past and move forward into what the, what your role is in, in the kingdom. Where well, your new life is, right? Yeah, kind of. That's Where's that? At? Luke what? Luke 9:61. Luke um 9:61, yeah. And that Luke has so many You said in the Passion? Uh, contemporary English version said, then someone said to Jesus, I want to follow you, Lord, but first let me go back, take care of things at home. Is that it? Yes. No. That's it. That's it? Mm-hmm. Okay. The... Uh, the Passion says, still another said to him, Lord, I want to follow you too, but first let me go home and say goodbye to my entire family. 
And number 62 says, And Jesus responded, Why do you keep looking backward to your past and have second thoughts about following me? Right. When you turn your turn back, you're useless to God's kingdom. Wow. That's cool. I mean, not cool, but it's cool that that's... Explain that way. So explain it to me. So it, it's just saying, don't be looking at your past, no matter what where you came from. You have an assignment. Once you are born again and God is, you know, you, God tells you what your destiny is, don't use your past to influence the, the forward, that where you're going, what your role is on this earth. Mm-hmm. Because it says when you turn back, you're useless to God's kingdom. Okay. And if we just look at that, even for people that are born again, but say aren't evangelists or whatever, they're just citizens or whatever, mm-hmm. and they're Christian, but they're constantly looking back on their mistakes. They're constantly looking back on, um, you know, what is it when you, you have like a, not a resentment, but a regret. Boy, I could have been, you know, the best senator. Or I could have done this or that in my mm-hmm. life. And, but... Don't look at what was. Go forward. Be useful in the kingdom, in the present. Keep going forward to following what God's vision is for for what his word says. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. Sure, you know, freely you receive, freely you give, and so forth. Oh, that's cool. Over here it says on the message... Um, Jesus said, 62, no procrastination, no backward looks. Mm-hmm. You can't put God's kingdom off till tomorrow. Right. So in other words, it says, it says seize the day, enter into the kingdom. It's yeah, saying, be saved, yeah. be saved, be saved. Not mm-hmm. talking about you're already saved and you look back. Uh, I'll, I'll come in. I'll bring, oh, second thoughts about following me. Yeah, about saying yes to Jesus, mm-hmm. yes to God. You know, it says they haven't entered into the kingdom yet. Yeah, when you, but it says your mind says when you turn back, you are useless to God's kingdom realm. Okay, we can't we can't bring the kingdom down if we're stuck in the past. It right? just sounds like you're still going to be stuck in the past, but you're going to be born again, and then that's when you start transforming your mind. But right here, I see salvation. Jesus mm-hmm. said, "No procrastination. Make a choice for me now. The kingdom of God is at hand." Uh-huh. No backward looks. You can't put God's kingdom off till tomorrow. Just uh, believe me and take it all in once and for all. Amen. That's what I see. Okay. Amen. Amen. Okay, we, let me uh, read the Psalms and Proverbs and then we'll pray out and make uh, it a... Is there anything else here that was... Did you oh, read? I'm sure there's quite a bit in here, huh? Uh-huh. Look in there. Um... But it does well, say it does say in the preceding verse though, I'm sorry to be beating a a dead horse here, but um it says, But Jesus told him, Let the spiritually dead bury their own dead when the guy wanted to bury his father. He said, Your duty is to go and preach about the kingdom of God. Amen. So once you you know, you have your assignment, this is your calling, go forth. You got it. Yeah. Amen. And you see those guys leaving everything they have and go following Jesus. Right. You know, they just drop everything. They've been right. miraculously born mm-hmm. again. So it, it fits in those two places. Yes. And 
the interesting thing is just and don't take anything with you you know I know we've talked about this before <laughs> not even an extra pair of sandals and not and not to take any um, any money nor any kind of bag hmm. so that put, proves one thing that, that a higher is in other words God we don't understand that God is ready, able, and willing to provide minute by minute yeah. your mm-hmm. every need. Yes, you know? amen. He says right here, don't take any money, what, with you, mm-hmm. nor a traveler's bag, mm-hmm. nor an extra pair of sandals, mm-hmm. and don't stop to greet anyone. But a lot of us have tested that, you know, okay, God, I need this, and, and it didn't come. You know, uh, how do we, we, maybe we're not preaching the right gospel, you know. What's the right gospel to preach? Signs and wonders, right? Preaching for somebody that's getting healed, casting out doubt, making people right. You got to pay a price in your life by reading a lot and then be full of the Holy Spirit to have someone. And and then you have to be no have no pride or ego or arrogance and have the, uh, God lead us into provisions. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Amen, yes. I think it's just falling in love and then you, everything comes to us easily. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know, falling in love with the scriptures. Okay, man, would you, uh, if you don't have anything else, please close it in prayer. Okay, Lord, thank you for your word. That's the truth. It's alive and powerful, Lord. And Father, we would ask that, you know, whoever's listening to this podcast today, Lord, that would they would receive your truth into their spirits and into their hearts, Lord, that Jesus, thank you. We we just thank you for dying on the cross for us, Lord, and for going willingly and for forgiving us of our sins as we sit here on Saturday, the day before Resurrection Day, as we celebrate, Lord, all of what you did. It's nothing that we did, Lord. It's all about you, Jesus. And so we just bless the people that are listening to this, Lord, and we thank you for um, your wisdom, and we thank you for your prospering all of us in our health and even as our soul prospers the way your word says lord so father we we bless you and we thank you in jesus name amen amen and amen thank you honey i like these little glasses because i can see and read better oops Sorry.